Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to Phil's Recap and Review, The Walking Dead, Season 6, Episode 2, JSS. I'm Phil the Issues Guy, and holy fucking shit, Carol. Carol kicks so much fucking ass tonight. I love it. They know just what to do to keep me filled with Carol joy. They give us just enough of this side of Carol and and just the whole progression. I, I can't even I can't even wait to get into the podcast to talk to you about how much I fucking loved Carol tonight and just how much I loved this episode in general. As much as I did enjoy last week's episode and I thought it was really really good, this was one of my favorite Walking Dead episodes I've ever seen. Really, I can't lie. This was just so fucking perfect. And it it didn't have Rick in it. It didn't have Daryl in it. It didn't have any of the two big, you know, stars, so to speak. And it was basically a Carol and a Morgan were the main focus. But it was a focus on a lot of the Osirans. Maggie had shit to do tonight. They gave shit to Maggie to do. Barely, though. Barely. They barely gave shit to Maggie. But they they gave her some stuff. They gave I I agree with you, too, about Carol. Hell, yeah. Hell yeah, I've given her some fair share of shit in my time, but this episode, couple last season, shining. Oh my Shiny God. Shiny little Carol, I love it. Shiny, happy Carol's holding hands, man. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> wow, she was so amazing. Okay, so let's let's start off here. Hi everybody, welcome to Phil's Recap Review. We're going to talk about The Walking Dead tonight. If this is your first time joining us, please hop in the chat live and join the best fucking chat around. Talking about this episode already going crazy, all our friends in the chat. You can also reach me by email at igotissuesman at gmail.com. You can tweet me at igotissuesman. You can call in or text in 781-990-8509. Get in what you think of this episode of The Walking Dead. We're really back now. Now I feel it. Last week, I was, again, excited, but I didn't quite feel it. I was still washing that ugly stank of something else off of me. But right now, I am so fucking excited. And Joe, we were with, here with Joe Dirty Locks. How are you doing hey, tonight, Joe? I am fantastic. Did you love? Were you feeling this episode as much as I were? I was, or am I going a little crazy here? I was absolutely feeling this episode. I thought it was great. I really liked it. There was uh, there was no part of it that I was not like. Well, at the beginning, I was a little like, okay, this is going to be a, a focus episode on on uh, whatever her name is there, that chick, Enid. Enid, but then. Yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> Everybody, even someone said in the chat something about Jesse. Even Jesse kicked some ass tonight. I, I enjoyed her in this episode. Yeah. I, that's and I haven't enjoyed her a single moment on the whole entire series. I loved all the Enid stuff, and for the most part, I feel like we we're a little shy on Carl. But I liked everything that we got with Carl. I just wanted more, more with him. Right. And right. I, I like the only thing I wanted more from from uh, the mom was next time I tell you to sit in that chair, you sit in that chair. <laughs> <laughs> we, get, we get a new doctor, Denise, who is freaking amazing too. Oh, yeah. Another excellent Eugene episode. Eugene was hilarious tonight again. I couldn't even keep up with Eugene's one-liners in my notes. I was laughing so hard. It, it, it was just all in all such a home run of an episode of The Walking Dead. There isn't anything, even I enjoyed from a still I hate him and he's a little slimy prick but I enjoyed all the Father Gabriel stuff tonight too and seeing his sort of little arc in the episode and this this feeling of helplessness Deanna was interesting in the episode and uh, her relationship with her son and her son's eyes being opened into this entire world I I, just, I honestly can't say enough good things about this episode of The Walking Dead it was it I'm really now even more excited for season six this is 
I, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. Give yeah. me the Game of Thrones Kool-Aid. I'm drinking it here. Mm -hmm. yeah, I really liked, uh, uh, what's her name? Merritt Weaver. She's on the Nurse Jackie. She was the oh, doctor was in this episode. Denise. Denise. She's also on in like the new girl. She's been in a, a lot of stuff that uh that I've really, really liked. I've I've liked her in almost everything that I've seen her in. When I first saw her, because I'm in the wire, I think, too. She's in the wire? Oh, yeah. interesting. I, a, I don't a great Law and Order episode uh that has her in it that I, I really like. I she's in a few of them, but I got. I gotta say though, uh, when she first showed up, I was. I was like, wait a second, is that the? Is that Olivia? Is that the kitchen girl? Because I was unfamiliar with the actress, and she she quickly uh, differentiated herself and made herself unique. And I wasn't confused after about two seconds, and I fell in love with that character. I really loved. I really loved Denise. I loved her interactions back and forth with Morgan. But I feel like I'm dancing around it because I said it at the beginning, and I can't say it enough. The person that stole the fucking show of this episode and wasn't Carol. even the it was it was her episode. It was Carol. There was Carol. like Carol was so fucking amazing. Morgan perfect. was perfect. Perfect. Right from the beginning, the whole arc of it. It makes everything that you're doing maybe last week seeing her go a little too Betty Crocker-ish. But everything that the way they started the episode off and her and all of her bullshit at the beginning and but getting into it, playing the character, really feeding in and how quickly the Hulk switch turns into her. And then she and then Rambo Carol comes out and she just goes on a mad killing. That was just so entertaining to watch. It was awesome. Unbelievable! Oh, and like every her putting the W on her forehead—that it was like you know, like she knew exactly what to do. There was no doubt in her mind what needed to be done, and she went out and did it. There, it was, it really was fantastic. It was really awesome, guys. And everybody, we've, as I mentioned, we have our fucking awesome friends, the great motherfuckers, the best in the world, the motherfucking chap the over there. Chap. And we got Bill Sotheby's. Jesse stabs the chick. Her son walks in. She should have held up the scissors and been like, now come get your fucking hair cut. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bill. Next time I tell you to sit in that chair, you sit in that motherfucking chair, boy. <laughs> I know. That kid. Oh, I just want to slap the shit out of that kid. Every time to teach that kid a lesson. Yeah. And like Car and, uh, Carl. Like Carol said to the, to the, like Carol said to the, to the younger brother, listen, your dad hit you. He got himself killed. Get over it. Get Try to hit the wrong person. Oh my God! And like, uh, on, your dad murdered the mayor's fucking husband. Get over yourself, kid. Like your dad was not an a, a, an okay man. Poor chick needed to die. You I need love to know that. You wanted to come. You can't lift your arm over your head. The fuck is wrong with you? Get over it. I love Jesse in that scene too. Yeah, exactly. You can't leave you, you. You know, you notice the fact that you can't really move your body well. You notice all those bruises over side of your most of your body. You know, your father was a fucking dick. You, you do realize right. that, right? <laughs> Anna Banana, the wolves are here, or just an anti smoking <laughs> campaign gone bad. Either way, axe to the back of the head. That's Hell dirty. yeah. And I thought it was funny too when uh, we got the sensitive knife to the back of the head by Carol tonight, where she like hug she hugs the guy and gives him the nice sensitive knife to the that side of the head. Holy shit! Thank yeah. you everybody in the chat that's going crazy already and talking about this episode. I really do again feel like now we're back. The Walking Dead is here, and and I can't wait. Now I'm so looking forward to to seeing how this. And now I wonder if this season is going to be. 
for the time period be a very short period of time where we're going to only be this whole season's going to be a matter of a week of this this whole progression of next week is rick coming back and then it's and then the week after that is everyone together and what's the plan for the wolves and that could all happen in the matter of a short period of time i could i could see this whole season being very compact time time wise of a uh, progression of time wise right i see that too uh al red sox fan says phil and joe do you think morgan is a liability right now joe i have a question for you what, what were you thinking of morgan's don't kill people strategy Oh my fucking god! Look it—you did not kill those two people back at the back at your little when you had the encounter back in the woods. And because of that, they came and those two individuals killed people in this town. You allowed that to happen, Morgan. You let them go again. They're going to come back and kill someone. Those deaths are kind of on Morgan's head, as far as I'm concerned. There's, there's okay. You don't have to kill. Nobody's saying to like it. Carol doesn't like it. You're not supposed to like it. Someone's trying to kill you and kill your friends. You don't say, go, leave, don't come back, get out of here, shoo. What the fuck I is heard, that? So, so the guy picked up a gun and he starts walking at him now. Okay, if there's bullets in that gun, Morgan, you're dead. Those five are going to turn around and come back and kill more people, you fucking idiot. Like, I, I don't, that's something I don't understand. That's yeah, I don't, bad, do Morgan. Bad. Do you think it's connected somehow to how he feels about what he had to do with his wife? You know, he somehow what gets he all. He didn't do with his wife. He didn't kill his wife, who oh, was a, who was a walker. That he has no problems killing walkers. He was rounding them up, clearing them. But if you remember, then I don't think he had any guns. He didn't use the guns when he was in town. He had them all like stockpiled. But I mean, I at least I'm at least glad by the end of the episode he learned his lesson. He he learned that what he has to do in this and seeing seeing the error of his ways play out in front of him at least, yeah. at, least at least he came to grips with it I, I he was pissing me off a little bit but i feel like you can almost understand where he's coming from with it so i don't i'm not too angry at him but it was kind of annoying after what you're like morgan just what are you talking about and i think maybe carol enjoys it a little bit <laughs> i don't think she enjoys it a little bit i think what she enjoys is the more of the I fucking told you so aspect of what she has to now go do and that I think she kind of gets a kick out of the fact that she's hidden who she is for for the time that she's been in in this town that she is like yeah it's paying off like her plan has worked and not only is it has it worked really with the town folk but now she camouflages herself as a wolf and it works against them like i think she's proud of that she's proud of her ability and how far she's come as a person and that she's able to stand up and not be that timid abused woman that she sees that she saw in herself and in this this wife that couldn't stand up for herself uh whatever i can't remember her name either i, I bad I, with names uh but bill so go that's what she enjoys not not the actual killing people i don't think she wants to enjoy that she doesn't enjoy that and she should have said that to morgan you know you, know, uh, you don't like it no shit, i don't like it it has to be done but i'm good at it but i'm so fucking good. <laughs> she is good at it go fucking down bill just back at the back at the prison when she lit those two people on fire <laughs> like 
<laughs> Let's jump back in the chat. Bill says, go ahead and take the high road, Morgan. You won't be on it for long. Uh, D. Watt says his uh, wife killed his son. Remember, clear. Absolutely. Uh, Scott Dakota says, maybe the point of Morgan is to watch his transformation into like into a wolf. Scott Dakota goes the wolf. Michael, welcome, Michael. Carol's ninja outfit made me think of uh, that kid from Metallica. Uh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Fucking uh, Terry Chan. That would be surprising. Uh, Critch says, uh, when everyone is trying to kill you and your people, there is room. F there is room for mercy. Lifeboat economics. You feel sad about what you did uh, when you get to the shore. And not I, I mean, I guess Morgan is still. He. I mean, he's in a place where he's still trying to find humanity in people because he's trying to find some positivity somewhere. Well, I guess. The thing is, is he's nobody's killing someone for like the last cracker. That's not what this is about. It's about. I mean, it's kind of, yeah, these wolves are killing them, but they're not killing the wolves. Like they're killing the wolves because they're getting killed. They're not killing the wolves to, like, you know, oh, they're trying to take my cookie. No, if they had come and asked for a cookie, we would have given it to them like we did you guys. But, no, they came and tried to kill us. It's time for us to kill them. And thank you, Do Chronic. In case anyone was wondering, I should have said at the beginning, JSS stands for Just Survive Somehow. Yes. Promote. see in the note. As we see, Ren Renwood, Tim, Tim, welcome guys. Carl, will Carol be found out now by the Alex? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think most of the Alexandrians that she was playing that act to are dead. I think, I think this was a big moment in the episode, similar to what we had with the prison, where a lot of our also rans, a lot of our background actors, they're saving a lot of money in extras now because they just killed most of. I don't most think of she's outed. I don't think she's out. No, and no, uh, the, uh, Olivia saw. Olivia saw her. That's she, all right. She's the that's all right that people saw her act the way she did because what you have to also remember she is who she is but she's also survived with rick and rick's crew and they've pushed that rick knows how to survive they've pushed that we need to teach you all how to survive and look even this person this carol who is shy who is timid who doesn't do this stuff and doesn't like this stuff she can do it and she is doing it and you all will too interesting Tara Chan says, those wolves are fucking nuts. They had random bits of dialogue that made no sense. They killed too quickly to make any sense. I agree. They almost came up. supposed to be like that. They're a cult. They're, they're not supposed to. They're crazy. They're, 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 they're not this, like, organized, super organized group. They're being told, you all go in there, run in there, and kill everybody. But you have to do it with knives. you got to cut off their – like, there's all sorts of shit that, that they're being fed. This is not – they're a cult. They don't. They're not thinking for themselves. They're being told. They're probably having food withheld from them. There's probably think, a hierarchy where they get killed if they don't listen. You, you know, think they're all dirty and scummy? Do you think we have a board queen? Do you think there's a board queen to this collective of these uh, wolves? If not a queen, then a king. You know, yeah. I, I, I do mean. think there's some. There's always a cult leader who's not. You know what I mean? There's always that. That. Uh, that guy with the skull necklace or some shit <laughs> like, <laughs> sitting in the cave going, well, you will have that town or some, you know, but yeah, there's somebody pulling, pulling. No, wait, is, that your, is that your Batman voice? Could you do that? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what I said. <laughs> you know, there's, there's uh, uh, what, one thing that stood out to me that I really, really liked in this episode was two quick lines. There was a, um, a moment when Gabriel came to Carl yeah. and had an exchange and Carl leaves him and says, you know, meet me at three. We'll start with the machete. And that's cool. You know, I like that because uh, Carl is going to start teaching him how to survive and 
the best way to do that is to start with the hand weapons, of course, right? But that's not the beauty of it. That was like this little teeny foreshadow moment where the next time we see Carol, Carol smokes, Carol's in the kitchen and she's looking out the window and she sees the chick and she's baking and she sees the chick out smoking and then boom, machete. I yep. loved it. And yeah, that's yeah. what, and we'll start off with the machete. Boom. I was like, sweet. That was awesome. Carl, little, little uh, foreshot had a clairvoyant moment. Like, tsh, tsh. I thought awesome. it was great. I thought it was good writing. It was a nice little foreshadow, you know. Yeah, great ad. Great, great editing. So, so let's get let's start in on her, on our recap here. So we open up and it's with Enid in a flashback. She's in a car that's broken down, and her parents are trying to get the car started. We hear walkers come as uh, as uh, she's like, guys, I think we should probably leave. Yeah, you think we should go now? And and then it eventually just flashes to her screaming in the car as she locked all the doors of the car to protect herself and her parents got ripped up. She stayed in there and they ate her parents. So uh so so then they cut off to her walking down the street in the rain. She's looking around. It's good atmosphere that's built up. Then we see walkers around as as she's sitting hiding under a piece of wood. It's a good visual as she just writes down in the dirt the first time, JSS. And uh, she walks out of the woods and comes back to comes back and sees the car and she sees a walker in the car uh, out the car door and she tries to move it but it comes back to life and and she then she then they cut back to her into the car and she's writing JSS backwards on the glass. Yep. As as then we see a uh, teenage mutant ninja turtle or we see a giant turtle and I, this is this is the moment in the episode up until this point Joe again with you, like I said like you were saying I was afraid we were gonna get just like uh, Enid centric episode like the Beth episode kind of like a backstory of the Enid episode completely but even but, with her eating the turtle I was I was still thinking okay that's you know that's her first meal but we're gonna have to see her starve a little or. Or run into the wolves or something, and and it's her blowing the what's going on. We're gonna see her backstory and to see what her motivation was to betray the group because that's what we were thinking, or at least I was thinking last season when we met her. Yep. Um, you know when she snuck out and we had already been kind of introduced to the W's. She's got to be a part of it. What's this going on? So that's what I was thinking, and she kind of led me to think that again tonight a little bit that she was part of this group. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely see. And I, oh my gosh, everyone in the chat's going crazy with rest in peace, Mr. Turtle. Oh my gosh, it's a sad day. I'm going to get Is it? And for someone Goodbye. correct me if I'm wrong. Goodbye. Yep, keep going, Joe. Aren't, isn't like turtle meat like pretty gelatinous y, almost like, uh, dun, 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 dun. like, 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 translucent deep chicken or something, or like a shellfish rather than like meat meat like you would get like from a a, a four-legged animal of some sort i don't know i mean it is a four-legged animal i guess but uh, we can turn to the chat is anyone in the chat ever, ever like turtle? cut open a turtle before how's that meat actually look like what kind of meal would that have made she didn't even uh. bother to make a fire i mean at least try girl try to cook the fucking thing something she just ripped into that like, <laughs> like, like a like a flesh-eaten zombie Jesus. but she didn't have Every other chat, but she didn't have to eat it so raw. Exactly, she ate it raw, man. She raw. ain't cooking at all. Somewhere, Gordon Ramsay's in the corner going, "It's fucking raw." <laughs> it reminds me, my brother, first time he saw like the uh, the old almost stop claymation uh, 
Sinbad and the Seven Voyages or some some crap with, that had the Cyclops in it. And, you know, it's an old 40s, 20s, 30s, 40s movies or something like that. And it ate, it like picked up people and it started eating them. And my brother wasn't freaked out. He was like seven, I guess, when he saw it. I was a little younger and I'm only like reminded of the story by my parents. And he was freaked out that he just ate, that he ate the people, but not that he ate the people, but that he ate the people raw. That he didn't cook the people. <laughs> you know, like, oh man, he ate that person raw. That's what he freaked out about. Gross. Colonel Sushi says Red Sox fan. Kit. Oh, Scout says the wolves don't seem smart enough to use a to use a plant. Yeah, it's true. The turtle was asking for it. Says Adam. Yeah, plant. it was. You see, it was it was coming straight for her. Turtle ta- t- turtle tartar says Perry Love. It was the a turtle, or it was her. <laughs> Apulia says raw turtle meat braids. Oh, gross! It's disgusting. Yum, yum. My God, I, I could I could eat me some turtle, but I would have you know I would have toiled at fire before I ate that shit. What would you say, Joe? What would you eat? Come on, motherfucker! No, no need to kill it. It's not like it's going anywhere. Flip the fucking thing upside down and take an hour to try to figure out how to make some fire. <laughs> then kill it and eat it. <laughs> Ren says I have eaten turtle and it's the toughest meat in the world. You need to cook it because of yes. worms. Yeah, and- is that too. Bill says exactly. If they first learned Alexandria from Aaron's bag, then uh, when did they plant? When did they plant Enid? Makes no sense. I don't think she's a plant. I don't. Th- I personally don't think she's a plant either. Well, here's here's the thing. There might be other like she might have. There might be more time. We might get more flashbacks. But there was when she said something to Carl tonight, and this is what makes me think that when she came in and she was like, "I just wanted to say goodbye." Almost like she knew what was going on at the time. She was pretty calm about the whole thing. And then he's like, no, you're not going anywhere. You're going to help me protect Judith. And she said, listen, there's all these blind spots in this town. That's how we were able to. And she cuts them off. Now, she was either going to say that's how we were able to leave and get out of town without anybody noticing. I noticed that too, Joe. Or she was going to say that's how we were all able to get in here without anybody noticing. So... And you guys, I'm sorry, the chat, I just have to jump in on this because they're saying exactly what I was thinking when I was watching this, while I was watching this. So uh, so we cut to Enid, who's like doing her best shredder and is like, tonight I'll dine on turtle soup. <laughs> <laughs> so she, she does her best shredder. The fuck? Bring me the other three. <laughs> One more time, Joe, say it now. Go, go now, go now. Send out the foot. Bring me the other three. <laughs> okay, I just had to give you the voice changer too. I want to turn you into the shredder for a second. <laughs> give me that turtle bebop and rock study. Get them. <laughs> now, Will Smith, you're going to get, th- I'm going to throw your friend DJ Jazzy Jeff out of the house. <laughs> Sorry. A little inside turtle humor there. Okay, so. So th- so anyway, she then she takes out the bones of the poor fucking turtle and she uh, spells out JSS again. So then she's in uh, in the town heading towards Alexandria and she's looking run down. She's not looking too well, but she can hear voices that sound like happy people in the distances as she gets close to the gates of the Arizona, the Arizona, <laughs> the Alexandria safe zone. And uh, she goes to turn away and we get another uh, one of many at the beginning here, a really awesome visual of her, like where you see the gates from behind, where she like turns around. It's it's a really awesome visual with a merge music surge, uh, and event, and then it cuts to her opening the gate where, with her having like crazy eyes uh, as she's walking through the gates. And uh, I like ha- that. I like that because she she kind of stands there and listens to the noise and she thinks about, you know, do I want to be here right now or should I leave? Am I, you know, do I knock? What should like she. 
she's pondering whether or not she wants to rejoin a society at this point. So we don't know exactly maybe how long she's been out there alone, never mind just her and her mother and father. <laughs> Scout Dakota says, Enid explains a lot in The Talking Dead. Enid wants to say goodbye to Carl because she never got a chance to say goodbye to her parents. Interesting. Uh, Tara Chan, I'm, I'm pretty sure when we first met her, though, along with the turtle, Bill Sotheby says, I think Enid thought she was going to hear those crazy voices again. And Tara Chan, oh, look at the little turtles in the chat. Oh, <laughs> oh turtle, we never knew. Poor little turtle stew. So uh, so it cuts to the gate. Then we come back in, and we're in a closet, and we see Carol's hand grabbing a can of celery soup. It's just so amazing how this episode starts out here and where it ends up going. And and we hear one of the – I'm not even going to try to say what these people's names are because they, they don't really matter because they're pretty much dead after this point. And, the, and we hear someone saying, oh, it's very, you're very brave. We've had that can since the very beginning. And, uh, and then we get some talk about uh, noodles being stale and Carol's going to make a casserole. And uh, she's an honest to goodness hero because of teaching these girls how to cook their cola canned ham. And oh, what she did and uh, we get Carol talking about, I made miracles for me and Ed at dinner. Every every time at dinner, I'd make these miracles for me and, and, De and Ed. And then we get back to our pasta maker stuff from last season where, where this woman's like, yes, I need a pasta maker. And Carol, even in this mask, knows how to threaten people. She goes, listen, lady, I'll teach you how to cook pasta. I'll teach you how to cook. If you don't smoke cigarettes, that's just a disgusting habit that's going to kill you. And uh, so, no smoking for Carol. She doesn't. She doesn't like it, especially if this woman smoking. I'm sorry. I'm, I was gonna wait to say this, but I have to jump on it now. Joe, you're used to be smoker. I've smoked occasionally. I never really was a full time cigarette smoker. But she's smoking Marlboro Menthols. No, nope, she is not smoking Marlboro Menthols. She looks she like Marlboro. Is, she is smoking Morley's. Oh, more! I thought they were Marlboro Menthols. No, nope, they are a popular TV brand used in many, 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 many <laughs> movies and TV shows, like dating back for years. I don't know exactly when Morley was created, but it's a studio brand. It's used in a whole slew of shit. Niedermeyer, Niedermeyer. Thank you, D. Watts. Mrs. Niedermeyer. Yeah. <laughs> The descendants of Animal House are in this town. <laughs> I love you guys in the chat. You guys are so fucking awesome. Uh, Ren Ren would even remind me of Daryl. Uh, yeah, she kind of has that sort of uh, expressionless, like the way she just takes in at everything. I think her and Daryl would actually get along. Their names were Red Shirt, Corey Mitchell says, their names were Red Shirt 73, 74, and so on, so on, and so on. Scout Dakota says, Carol equals master of threats. Fucking love that shit. Bill says, Carol makes her... Smoking outside got her killed. Yeah, it's true. Carol smoke, making her smoke outside got her killed. Uh, he's smoking is dangerous. Dara Chan says, how does she still have them three years into the zombie apocalypse? She they, must have had quite the everywhere, so people come back with them. Yeah. X-Files so, guys. How many, people, how many people smoke? And it takes one person to go, you know, find a store that she grabs like 12. Maybe yeah. she's not a, a, a menthol smoker. She, you know, you got to make do. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Duke Chronic said, X-Files guys smoke the Morleys as well. She smoked Plimpton. Uh, <laughs> and, you know. and, and there seems to be a consensus in the chat that the saddest moment on the show since the death of Herschel was the death of that uh, poor, poor, poor defenseless little uh, turtle. Yeah. <laughs> poor turtles. So I, I forgot to mention something, everybody. Uh, Katie regrets that she couldn't be here tonight. 
She is very sick. She's in the other room. She watched the episode. She loved the episode. And well, she really wanted to talk about it, but she really doesn't feel good. She's not feeling well at all. Yeah, tell her not to eat stray rodents. That that the crow's out and about. She probably bit into a rodent. She had some had bad turtle earlier. Had some bad turtle. Okay. Poor, poor. <laughs> bad oh, we all man. we all wish Katie Crow the best for a speedy recovery, and we will see her hopefully back next week to talk about this. I tried. To, I tried to clean the turtle head the best I could, but <laughs> you I just missed, I missed some worms. Yeah, you just couldn't do it. You just couldn't do it. You were in a hurry. You were really hungry. She was really hungry. You needed to feed it to him. <laughs> okay so let's continue here so we get we get all the stuff about the pasta maker carol says no to smoking to carol not being in carol in the scenes being very nice but again as someone said in the chat she can just threaten in all different kinds of colors and i feel like that's one of the things that you can't say enough i believe her name is melissa mcbride uh is is the actress's name uh yes it is you can't i can't say enough about how many little layers like like shrek says about the onion carol has carol is like an onion she has so many layers the subtle little touches the switch like when she walks out of there and goes and talks to sam she's like sam listen deal your dad your dad hit people he got himself killed you need to man up stop sitting there and being a pussy just you know come on Get off my fucking steps, you little asshole. You're not yep. getting any cookies. Go go fucking don't be no a dickhead like No more cookies for you. Don't be a dickhead like your brother and fucking move the hell on. Your dad's That's an funny. asshole. That's exactly what Katie said. I don't got any more cookies, kid. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he deserved to die. And I hope he burns in hell. You know, it's just whatever. He's dead. I just, I love this scene with her and the and Sam. I just love the little mo little moments and the little subtle touches of uh, of of her. And uh, I'll answer your question, Al Red Sox fan. Joe is absolutely watching the game. You see how his head's turned like that? That's what he's watching, right to the side. He's absolutely watching the game. Sorry about that, everybody. I, I don't mean to. <laughs> no, that's okay. No, I someone <laughs> someone someone was asking because I think Red I think, Sox fan. Yeah, Red Sox fans also yeah. watching. You mean cookie bitches? Tim says, "Yes, I'm sorry, cookies, not Sam. Cookies, bitch." My friend says the acting The Walking Dead is like terrible. Like, okay, uh, fuck, fuck you. Uh, not, not fuck you, Tara Chan, but like, I don't think the acting in The Walking Dead is horrible. I think you could say that it's some. I could understand the argument when people are like, "Okay, I understand the story is the same. You know, zombies, this." But I personally love the human experiment. But you, you can't tell me Andrew Lincoln's a bad actor. Like you're fucking wrong if you're telling me that, or or telling me that car what the performance that Melissa McBride's given into. Like I, I'm sorry, it's fucking good. No, she's she is fucking she great. Sh has sh really I haven't really really since they left the prison, I have enjoyed everything that I've gotten from Carol. Absolutely everything. Are there some bad actors on the show? Yes, but like even Father Gabriel, that like we rail on hating him. The actor Seth Gillian, Gill Gillian, I think is his name. He's a fucking excellent actor. He's on one of the greatest shows of all time, The Wire. I mean, there's so many. And then you have uh, Bob and Tyrese and all these actors. Yeah. Uh, Mer the actor that played Merle. Uh, I think that, they've done great casting. I don't think there's any I think, actors. Yeah, done. I think the, I think what saves this show sometimes when the script when the scripts don't always carry through is the great acting. Yep. Yeah. So so yeah, and 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 the uh, the film yeah, the, the shooting of it. <laughs> Puglia says the walkers suck. They're bad like actors. The pr production wise, <laughs> everything is great. The the only time I felt it suffered is in like plot. Yeah, sometimes like, sometimes, sometimes, that is yeah, sometimes yeah, sometimes plots and stuff. But like again, what saves this show and what makes it 
great always is the performances, even in the even in the lesser. I mean, yeah, occasionally you have fucking uh, the guy who played Herschel and blanking on his name. Uh, he fucking amazing actor, like you know, historic, just like been in so much, so many amazing things. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, there's a couple of clunkers here, but whatever. Who gives a fuck? Was Beth the best actor? Sorry, Tim. Was Beth the best? Actor? No, I'm not a bad, a huge Beth fan, but whatever. She, she did a good job for what she was okay. like. She was okay. more scenery than anything else. Until Michael like, Rooker, thank you, thank you. My by the time they got, they got, uh, she got to start acting. They got rid of her. Yeah, it's got to go to Seth is a complete believable as a tortured douchebag. So yes, great acting. Merle was great. Michael Roker, thank you guys. Uh, yeah, so so many. I mean, not everybody. I'm not mean to pick on Beth. I'm sorry. I'm gonna get the, the what are you? I'm gonna get uh, all the Beth lovers coming at me in a second here. But but I mean to pick on her. But I'm just saying like I can understand some people, some some of the act, but like the main cast and all the main people are all just excellent. Phil, you're absolutely right. The acting has saved the show many times. Yeah, I. I yeah, I think so. And especially in some of the some of the lazy part, not the lazy part, some of the some of the more boring sections of season two. It, it's just the performances from the actors that save what's going on. Scott Wilson. Thank you, Renner Edwards. Uh, even the even the less good actors weren't terrible. They were just OK. Yeah. And that good point, Terry. And that's what I mean about someone like Beth, where I'm like, I wouldn't say, oh, she was amazing, but she was very good. I mean, they, they never it's it's rare that I can think of someone that gave a poor performance on the Walking Dead Propers that wasn't just like an extra that was in there for like a scene here or a scene there. Yep, I, I, I enjoyed everybody. Oh no, she, mean, it's, even, even like the prisoners, the like the uh the everybody hates Chris. <laughs> Someone said I thought uh, Bill says I thought uh I thought Beth was hot. I, I will I will agree with you that I think Beth is kind of attractive, but Maggie's my girl. If I if I had to pick a green I was I was I fell not because she did a lot, but I thought I'm I thought I'm sorry to be like this because I feel like piggish say it, but like Maggie was like giving me all sorts of oh my god, Maggie was looking so good tonight. I was like, holy shit. I'm, I'm, I'm in Camp Rosita. Your camp, Rosita was looking very pretty as well. I, I like she's She's my favorite so far, I think. I gotta say. And, uh, yeah. Oh, tell oh. me, tell me, Aaron didn't shine tonight too. Aaron was great. I was so, I was so scared for Aaron tonight because of me what too. I was. Did this? Did Aaron his... was amazing. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get we'll get into it. Let's get into it because uh, I fucking love Aaron, and I hope he, they use him so much more. I just love him as an like the performance again. Performances. He just gave such a ballsy performance tonight. That. I think love we it. might have like another another change of heart there too, as far as um. Now, Joe, uh, what were you gonna say? Another change of heart with like like character. You know, Rick was like, "I don't want to send people out anymore," and Daryl was like, "We should send people out still." Yeah, I think that might change. I think we might stay with Ricks. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think now? One thing I I mean, we're gonna get to it in the episode, but one thing that wasn't clear to me in the chat can uh the chat and you can clarify for me when Aaron got back to town and he goes crazy and he stabs that wolf in the side of the head it was that was his boyfriend killed in all of that see I thought the boyfriend was in at some point was in the medic house right okay so the boyfriend is the boyfriend all right I I, I, was, don't I, I was, know. was I think Katie said that, that it was the boyfriend's is that his boy's bag and I didn't know what he meant like one of the other runners or was that her no, the bag was bag? Bag, no the bag was his bag that he left in the car when we first met him a couple seasons ago that the wolves found and that's how they okay found right him. so then that's then that's that's what it was saying it was his fault that they found the town 
Okay. He was thinking that, and that's why so I'm he, saying that's why he was freaking out. So his boyfriend's fine. Yep. Okay. Okay. Because that's what I think. But so then, but then there was someone else that, like, one last zombie they killed in the town, and I was like, was that his boyfriend? It looked like an older zombie. I don't know. I couldn't tell. Yeah. But uh, but uh, no, we we didn't see him die. He was in the hospital. Okay, thanks guys. Okay, that's what no, I was ready. He was in the ER. No, the boyfriend is alive. Thank you guys. I was concerned for him because Aaron came back and he was so upset. And I know he was upset because he realized that the wolves that he was partially responsible for the wolves finding Alexandria. But he he just the actor just gives so much to it. And, and he, I was just like, oh my god, he's so upset. What happened? Is is uh, is I think his boyfriend's name's Eric, but I'm not positive. I was like, oh, is Eric okay? Yeah, I'm was... watching Ada fans watching the turtle death again. Arrow stabbed the wolf and he just became so cool. I know Eric is alive. Everyone says thank you so much. I have to listen from the beginning, so I have no idea what you guys are saying, but I love the show. Thank you, Victor. And when you get back to this point and you catch up and hop back in the you know the time machine and catch up to us, thank you again for checking out the cast and taking part in it, buddy. Really appreciate it. And thank you, everybody, for uh for that. And yes, 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 Rosita is a very lovely lady, Joe. I agree with that. Okay, so we go to Carol not being nice to Sam and your dad get over it. So then we go off to Jeff. <laughs> that was fucking awesome. Get the fuck over it, bastard. Yeah, that was awesome. And like, I wanted her to like, go. I was thinking she was on her way into that lady's house at first for a second. And like, I was like, oh, now go say it to the other one. Now go say it to the <laughs> other one. Okay, so we go off to Jesse who calls for Ron and we see Ron and full douchiness coming down and sh and she wants to cut his hair and he's like he's like no you know you're just bullshitting me you just want to talk that's why you want to cut my hair you just want to talk fuck you <laughs> fuck you douche turds you just want to talk yeah you don't want to talk to your mother you and your mother both got beat by the same dickhead this said dickhead is now fucking toast shit so can you can you just Wait, talk? how many times have like uh, they have She's his mother, and we know Dick Porch. Porch Dick was beating the kids also. We don't know exactly when it started, but we know that the older son can't raise his arm above his head now. So it's not like they haven't had this conversation like, I wish he would go away, I wish someone would kill him, blah, 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 all this stuff. And now, all of a sudden, like, you've been beat by this guy probably your whole life, and this is like your, this is your reaction. You've been liberated from the hand that fucking beats you. And <laughs> I you're like that. Not the hand that feeds you, the hand that beats, beats you. <laughs> I like that, Jeff. And the that, kids all like sour grapes. Well, yeah, I understand it's your dad. And I understand there are good times and there are horrible, evil fucking times. Um, and you get brainwashed to a point. It's, you know, Stockholm Syndrome to the 10th degree, to the infinite degree. So I, I kind of get it. But then again, like, like Carol said, now it's time to get over it. You can't blame Rick. Like it's not like nobody in the town hasn't told him. Your father came into the meeting and cut the mayor's husband's fucking neck. You asshole. He yeah, deserved with, to fucking die with a ninja sword. With a ninja sword, right? Like he decapitated fucking Charlie, like yeah. with a katana. Like yeah. oh, he, like he beats up me and you, and he finally put his hands on someone. That he can't just smack around. That's what happens, son. Yes, yeah, sorry. Type it, of person, son. Like, fuck, have this conversation. Be an adult about it. There's no time to be, like, all touchy-feely with your kid. Zombies are fucking eating people. Wolves are crashing the fucking gates. Like, 
like Rick, uh, how many of you am I going to have to fucking kill to save your lives? You don't like, come on, wake up and get it. Even shut up, and get it. shut up and get a fucking haircut. So uh, red team, welcome Carmine. Have not seen this episode yet, but I assume it was the wolves. The person beeping the horn from the look of episode two preview was when a citizens calling for help or died in the horn. It was it was a like a walker on the horn, like they said a they said you know, a the guy shot him. The guy shot him and killed oh, him. And and it turned into a walker. You know when it crashed, he, he he was finally dead, dead, and like eventually stuck and hit the switch for the horn. So and I like that. I like that, and I like that the uh, the mayor's older son. Like now we know why he wasn't out on runs because he's a big puss. You know. <laughs> Corey says you know, Corey says Ron was gonna go cut himself. And listen to some Lincoln Park. <laughs> that's not funny the, the, I know we can talk bad. Uh, will, will Sam die this season I hope so I, I actually know I hope uh, I hope Sam lives if, uh, <laughs> to eat more cookies and, uh, and, and Ron dies Gypsy anyone else notice the actual actress Tar Tara uh, Masterson there Alana Masterson was pregnant the clothes she's wearing to hide it interesting oh, yeah. they couldn't hide it she's very pregnant yes like the the one, if they were trying to really hide it good, they wouldn't have had that like yeah. one. Like they showed her from like mid thigh up, and she looked very pregnant. She looked like she was wearing like big baggy loose clothes to hide it. Well, congratulations to you, her and Eugene. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like they could have just done something like that. Like, like had Eugene have a scene like I thought you said you weren't into that, and she could have been like, Yeah, well, me, me, Rosie, and Abraham got. Got friendly one night or something, you know, like anything. Anything. Like I went uh, for a piece of Rosie and Abraham joined in. So, Terry, hey, went in Rome. Terry Chan says, I like Sam, but Ron can fuck off. And <laughs> quit. Oh, I'm sorry, Tim. Tim's right. Quit, quit calling Sam that. His name is Cookie Bitch. Cookie I'm sorry. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Porch God. Dick, Cookie you Bitch. <laughs> Harry Love says, yes, Eugene's the baby's daddy. You can tell. <laughs> and, uh, oh, my God. You guys, the chat are cracking me up tonight, as usual. And so, so and uh, Terry Chin says, really, I had no idea. I had no idea, too. I, I can't lie. I'm I'm ignorant to that stuff. There's a, there was a season of, I think there was a season of, like, Seinfeld where the where uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus was pregnant. And there's, like, certain other actresses when shit like that happens. People need to tell me, like, oh, yeah, they've shot her behind a... Uh, behind a table for the whole season oh i get it now or on how i met your mother robin was pregnant or lily were pregnant for whole seasons and then they just kind of make the joke after the last episode where they're like oh by the way uh the character has to leave for three episodes because yep. she's annoyed with something uh barty said or when something when's elaine coming back from portland yeah exactly where's uh where, where did robin go eugene having sex lol lol <laughs> If the baby comes up with a mullet, we'll know what happened. We'll I'll know. stay here. I believe my proficiencies are best used inside of this uh, lesbian chick. Yes, I best, I best my, 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 my talents are best used inside of Tara. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Poor, poor, poor girl. Sir, uh, Cersei. The, head, oh, the actress of Cer Cersei was pregnant in all of season five of Game of Thrones. Yeah, and I, I, I had no, I mean, I knew at the end, like when they, when I read all the stuff about her not being naked and stuff, uh, that, that's what I found out. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, but there's pregnant, and then there's very pregnant. Like, being, she was pregnant in all of Game of, you know, Caesar Thrones, Caesar Thrones, game, uh, the, but she was probably maybe only a couple of weeks pregnant, or maybe a month or two, not really showing, you know. <laughs> Joe, she wasn't eight and a half months pregnant. 
no, like no, Tara no. apparently looked to me. Oh my gosh, Sawyer the Long Con. I fucking love your name, my my fellow lost friend. Uh, where's Rick and the others? Uh, they were. This is happening simultaneously, uh, right or post right after Rick has sent Morgan away uh, back. Because Morgan has had enough time from the time at the at the end of last episode when Rick sends him away to get back to... Yeah, the horn, the horn goes off um, while they're going after... while they're hurting the herd, I guess. And who when is that horn goes off, they still, like, the herd just all breaks for the woods. You saw that long shot. So it's going to be, it's going to be a tough for them to run to wherever the fucking town is in the direction that these things are all walking as well. So, <laughs> you know, that's a lot of zombies that they're going to have to try to wade through or get around or stay in front of and not die. Um, and we see that Morgan is the one that actually shuts off the horn and we hear the horn throughout the entire, like for quite a bit of time uh, at the end of last episode, I thought. Oh, it seemed like an eternity to me. Like every second the horn's going off, I'm thinking, no! Michael says, Cookie Bitch can take his A stamp and go shove it up his pooper. Jesse has two kids with assholes. They turned into assholes themselves. And uh, we had a question, who has more games, Sam or Eugene? I would say that's easily Sam. Easily Sam, because Sam's actually got, Sam's actually got some. He sealed the deal, even though he wasn't responsible for sealing the deal. Gilly kind of did that herself, but uh, I would say Sam probably has more more uh, more game. How about you, Joe? Sam, Sam or Eugene? Sam or Eugene? Sam's the son. No, Samuel Tarley. <laughs> Samuel Tarley or Eugene? Sam, dude. Sam's got yeah. way more game, like because yeah. he doesn't cut. Like they both got no game. Okay, no, Sam's got game. But if they both had no game, at least Sam comes off like a nice guy and Eugene comes off like a pompous fucking dick. No girl wants to go cuddle up with that, like Mr. Know-it-all with a mullet who doesn't but, but, have a good body to go with it. <laughs> like, mullet, Joe. He's got a pretty mullet. Uh, the hair game can only take you so far, trust me. you yeah. got to have more than just that. <laughs> Okay. So anyway, so we go off to Jesse. She just and we get this scene with Jesse and her little shit son. Rick Socks. Blah, 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 blah. My my daddy, my daddy was my daddy was a he, he was, was a saint, saint, Joe. My daddy was a saint. Yeah. Shut up. Shut up. Yeah. I'm a daddy. sucker for both <laughs> Terra Chan as as a as a girl says, I'm a sucker for both Sam and Eugene. They're as adorable as fuck. Yeah, I, I mean I would say Eugene would need the right kind of girl to take an interest in him and be like, Oh, you're so cute. Like if Tara was straight, she would probably be interested in Eugene at this point because she's seen like the good side of him and seen like the his warm heart. Uh, so she, she, you know, she, he needs people. I kind of thought he had a little bit of a thing going with that girl he let in the front gate at the beginning of last episode, where he was kind of doing a little flirt back and forth with her, and she was kind of finding him. Oh, he's adorable. Yeah. What? Oh, and see, I was about to say, what happened to all of them? And they're out with Rick. Yeah, they, they're with the, they're with our big plan. Yeah, and so that's right. And we, and we heard today, like, what uh, was it? Not Maggie. Who was it? Yeah, Maggie was like, oh, what do you mean they're doing it now? And they were like, we had, she was like, we had to, to Carol. I think there was a little exchange. Yeah, there, there was with Morgan and Carol. She, he's, she's like, where's everybody else? And we had to do, do it now where they had, we had to do the plan now. And that's where everyone was gone. So, okay. So we, we get, after this scene, we get a scene of Maggie and Deanna who are just talking. Maggie's, Maggie's trying to cheer her up with work. They talk about how uh, Maggie found a lot of plants and they want to build up the wall the wall, and honor what Reg wanted them to do. Do you still want to do this? Do you still want to lead us, Deanna? Maggie, Maggie's just basically giving her a pep talk. 
you got to show the people in the community that you're still alive, that you're still controlling things a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I personally, I mean, I like, I like the performances by both the actresses, but Deanna, I think, is... I think this is just a fool's errand by Maggie. I think Deanna is, she doesn't want it anymore. She doesn't want this. She wants to give it to Rick. She wants to give it to these people and she wants to wipe her hands. No, but she, but, 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 and that's all well and good, but the smart move is you can't let her. You can't mm. let, you can't let her. She needs to be your ally. She's been leading these people. You can't just let her give up. Um, so I agree with what Maggie's doing to, a, you know, I really do believe that the rest of the people need her and need her leadership. They don't trust Rick and the gang yet. They really yeah. don't. And uh, and some people are, are really upset about what happened to Porch Dick. Apparently. Yep. Yes. <laughs> or just how it happened. But that's one of those things, too. With everything that Rick's done, I don't get how some – and some of the things that Rick's done. I understand how he's done it. But like in last episode, when uh, Morgan and, and Michonne are getting kind of pissed at him for – for putting putting uh, catch me if you can Ethan Embry out of his misery. Like, what was Rick supposed to do? There's a certain point in time where Morgan ultimately getting pissy with Carol for ending people. Or I, I love again, we're gonna get to it, but I love the moment in the episode when the guys tried to talk on the, on the ground. And he's like, "You guys aren't supposed to be here," and they, and like they're trying to talk to him, and then Carol just walks over with the gun and just yep. shoots him in the head. She's like, "What the fuck are you guys doing?" It's just this look on her face, like, "What? What are you fucking doing?" Yep. And like, and that's the thing about Carol. And I think Carol and Rick and Daryl and Glenn are probably the best in our group of the way they do this in their own minds. They just know how to separate it and turn it on and turn it off. Yep. And and be it's not supposed to be easy, but you do what you have to do. Yep. Like it's it's not like I don't feel like there's a big moral dilemma here. Someone is trying to kill you and your people, your friends and your family. You don't let them do it. And yep. you don't let them get up off the ground to do it again. Now, it's different here in society. There's a point where you have to say, okay, I'm not going to kill this person or they're running away. But in the apocalypse, whatever kind of fucking apocalypse, there is no running away because that only gives them a chance to sour their grapes and come back and kill you again. So I, you put the fucking bullet in their back. There is no big fucking moral dilemma here. I do think, though, that I have to give her credit for that expression like seeing them seeing the message on the tea leaves or whatever it is like she realizes the error of her ways and she's a smart lady i mean there's no doubt that she gets it more than a lot of the other people that were living in alexandria does when you see you that. see that carl even fucking gets it carl puts that guy down but like i said before i i think he kind of took a step back a little because he let the guy oh, don't kill me don't kill me don't kill me Dude, he was chasing after your friend with a fucking machete. This is the same you mis mistake you made with your dad. That dude would still be alive if instead of coming up and trying to fucking pull Rick off a porch dick, you had gone up and fucking put your foot down his fucking throat. The mayor's fucking husband would still be alive. Reg. Yes, Reg would still be alive. We'll jump in the chat here for a second. Carol's MVP. Uh, Deanna, a red team says, uh, Deanna is also an old woman, and I wouldn't say she's completely worthless. Yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't say Deanna is completely worthless. I would say she, 
I, I would. Not, but Carol's also. I mean, uh, Maggie's also right. She's not worthless. And no. no matter what your fucking job is here in town, whether you're the mayor, the fucking store clerk, or the wall builder, whatever it is, you better be damn sure if you're not building a wall today and you didn't do it five days this week, your ass is out in the fucking garden planting us some fucking corn. Mayor, you don't just get to sit around and call the shots. Get your ass out and plant some corn today. Join the fucking building crew tomorrow. You know, like, like this life of luxury and not doing because you you decide what other people do, that's fucking bullshit. And that shit needs to stop. And Maggie's absolutely right about that. Everybody picks up a fucking hoe. Everybody picks up a fucking hammer. Everybody picks up a fucking gun. Everybody keeps a gun on them. People wouldn't be falling and dying left and right with machetes to their head if they had just armory. No fucking armory. Arm yourselves. Stay armed. If someone kills someone in town, don't exile them. Kill them. Because if you exile them, they're going to come back and try to kill more. <laughs> Carl took 10 steps back from me, says Bill Sotheby. Carl only put the guy down because he was trying to because fight. He, uh, right. He, he, he yep. like, he should have put him down immediately. Like he did the kid outside the fucking uh, prison or what, whatnot. So. Red Sox fan says, I can't believe, I can't believe he fell for that. Carl, that right, is. Exactly. Yeah. I can't believe Carl fell for that shit either. That was a little bit of bullshit. And Carmine says, I love you, Joe. You've got it all figured out. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> it, just, see, it, it really, like, there's moral dilemmas are like, oh, I, I'm hungry in the apocalypse. Should I go break into the storeroom so I can bake some cookies? Like, that's a little <laughs> bit of a moral dilemma. But, like, there's bullshit about, like, not killing people because all life is precious or – or uh, or letting people go to come back and get you, like no, or coming around the corner not knowing why your leader is fighting some guy in the middle of the street and trying to break it up instead of killing the motherfucker with him. Like these things are not moral dilemmas. They are like they just seem so obvious to me, Phil. Like even now, if I see you fighting, I don't pull you off. I put the other person down and then make sure you're okay and make and then and then hope it wasn't you who hit him on first for nothing. But and then the you're first like, thing I do is put him down to help protect you, not pull you off to protect you. Duke Chronic has fucking danger. Duke Chronic, I mean, uh, D Watts has a very important question for you, Joe. I can get a hoe, Joe. Where? Where? Like, where can you pick up a hoe? Oh, you Come can on. pick up a hoe in any shed, yo. <laughs> uh, Tara Chan says, maybe I have a bias for Carl, but I don't find him to be something to have a rant over. Honestly, Joe, calm down. No, it's it's not it's not really I'm not really ranting over over Carl stepping back. I'm ranting over just this whole attitude of don't kill. Right. Like, right. You're being attacked and you're being killed. Fucking kill back. He shot the guy once. He was chasing your fucking friend. You shot him once. What you're gonna mend his leg while the while there's uh more people running around getting shot while Ju while you gotta go protect Judith? No, finish it off, Carl. Do it. Scout Dakota has, makes a good point. Carl was a bit silly, but he finished it. Yeah. And it did get finished. He did put him down, and then he went back in. He wanted to take the kid in with him. Idiot. Fucking, you killed my daddy. I mean, your daddy killed my daddy. And he ran. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> oh, and you got Enid behind you. Where? <laughs> Big Sexy. Welcome, Big Sexy. Morgan fucked up bad chasing those wolves away, especially since one gets a gun. Yeah, that was that's, that's not going to come back and haunt anybody. That's No one's going to get killed with that gun. Right. No, nah, it's not happening. Okay, so we go over to Eugene and Tara. He's complaining. Uh, the, the bullet better find Morgan. That's all I got to say. Oh, uh, maybe that takes out Daryl or Aaron or Rick or Carol or Maggie or, <laughs> or any of our crew, I'm going to be pissed. 
<laughs> Speaking of pissed, Eugene's pissed because they're wasting the biggest building in town for a church. Uh, and uh, that pisses me off too. That really pisses me off. <laughs> I know, I know that was good. I was waiting for this one. This is just like, an come on, like you're gonna like. Oh, that is that is a real waste. Like, use it as a community center, a, a community feeding hall, a theater. Like, don't use it. Like, sure, it could be used. It should. It. I'm Eugene had some great ideas, but I don't necessarily think any of those are right either. But <laughs> we found out who found out who would you want in a foxhole with you, Morgan? Yeah, yeah. Forge Dick's son is a Forge Dick in trading, says Critch. Joe, if you were Scout, says Joe, if you were mayor, half of the town would be dead. I'm calling you. Put him down, Joe, from now on. See, and that's just it. I know I'm not mayor. I'm more like the you know, send me out to find people type. Yeah, I'm no, more, I uh, you know. There's this part of yep. me that's also like there are people I care about and I'm a firm believer of I do not leave their side under the most dire and extreme circumstances. Do I say, wait here, I'll be back in a second. No, it's get your shit. We're going to go hunting. Get your shit. We're going to go take a piss. Get your shit. We're like, we're going to go shit. Like you stand here next to the tree, Phil, and watch me shit because I'll be damned if a fucking walker is going to come up behind me and grab me while I'm trying to take a shot. I'm going to strip over my fucking pants while I'm running out of the bushes from a walker. No. Yep. And Phil, when you'd have to take a shit, I will stand right there and make sure you don't get fucking well, eaten. There's no walking away. Like, I don't understand that mindset. Like. A couple feet away, anyways. Lola, welcome, Lola. Uh, absolutely, Joe. There's like a few times where I'm just never, get, never get getting taken down in a zombie apocalypse. Not in situations where the buddy system will easily solve the problem. Correct. <laughs> like, you, know, you know what I mean? Like, there's not much. There's just the buddy system. Everyone has a buddy. You watch back. Remember when? Remember when? You know, when I was a child, I can't speak of you, but when I was a kid, and you'd go and do somewhat illegal things outside. You'd always stand in the four corners. You'd have like one person facing one direction, one person facing the other direction, yeah. and then pass around whatever illegal item you're passing around in a circle while everyone's looking in the four directions. So in case you And see looking over your shoulder, of course. And looking over your shoulder. So in case someone's coming to take you and take away your hippie activities, you're prepared in the situation. I will say occasionally, though, there were times where someone had a hand placed on their shoulder. Yes. Excuse me, boys. What y'all doing? Oh, but shit, we failed. That's because someone <laughs> failed in their job. That's because someone failed in their job, right. and they weren't properly trained in how to uh, how to keep us guarded in those situations. Oh, my fucking God. Well, hey, there's, there's none of that in the zombie apocalypse, man. You got to pay attention. You can be on point. Absolutely. Welcome, Lola, again. Tara Chan, that was a really bad image you put together there, Joe. Scott Dakota says, uh, the uh, the family that pisses together stays together. That lives. Lives long enough to piss again tomorrow. Yes, and that's the goal of life, to live again, to piss another day, really, when it comes down to it in this world. Like, like really, you're going to go take a shit. Are you going to think every time, make sure I take my pants off fully in case a zombie comes around the corner, you don't want to be pulling up your pants and stumbling over them and, and shit like that. No, you take them off, you take a shit, you put them back on. Bill says it's not illegal here, it's medicinal. Scout Dakota says, I'm pretty sure we learned the buddy system in kindergarten. Yeah, <laughs> right? Come on. Maybe none of these people went to school. I agree. Buddy system is great unless you're a turtle, says Corey. <laughs> <laughs> Poor turtle, the turtle! Yurtle, yurtle the turtle. Ah! Oh, oh I'm... That thing fought for its life. It was yeah. going straight for her. She's lucky. Yeah. 
She is she is lucky. That turtle was a big problem, guys. Turtle. <laughs> so okay, we go over to Eugene and Tara, and uh, it's yeah, they're complaining about the church. Thumper should not get dibs over a sweet game room. <laughs> talking about you, talking about Father Gabriel. Thumper should not yep. get dibs over a sweet game room. Uh, we meet Denise, who someone mentioned in the chat that they just draw straws for the new doctor, and uh, who starts making fun of Eugene. They have a good back and forth going and on. She, oh, and you're a doctor, and you are? I heard the stories. I heard about your lies. <laughs> Bill says that turtle didn't have a buddy. That was his fatal error. Uh, yeah. hey. Bill, too soon, says Terra Chant. <laughs> no, not the turtle. I love I need a shit buddy too, says Bill Sutherfield. Yeah, you do. You it, listen. We all do, guys. Any one of you in the chat, I'd happily be your shit buddy. Listen, you can take a shit in a lot more places if you have a shit buddy than if you're alone. If you're alone, you have to make sure you find a good spot where you're covered on a couple of sides before you get get to going doing your business. Yes, absolutely. I mean, like that's what friends are for, Joe. I mean, the friends are for to help you out when you shart your pants, right, Joe? Yeah. That's what friends are they're for. They're there. They're there to give you cover while you get out quick. Tim is Tim. Uberus. Tim's signing shit, buddy. He's in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> make sure. Make sure. Joe and I are obviously shit buddies, but I, but I'll also I'll second for any of you guys. I'm, I'll I'll be your shit buddy. The yeah, second. I'll, hey, if I'm available. I'm I'm uh, hey I'm not up I'm not above shit duty yo. I okay, will clean so, the train if I need to. Joe, our first idea is to go hug yourself, go fuck yourself in the back. The second idea for a t-shirt is I'll be your shit buddy. Yep, assign a shit buddy. Assign a, make sure you're assigned a shit buddy. So uh, so anyway, so we go over to we have uh, this fun scene with uh, with everyone making fun of Eugene and uh, she's the new doctor and Denise makes fun of him for lying about being a doctor before and she, and she goes, yeah, I heard that story. So she also has panic attacks and uh, uh, when thinking about being a doctor, so she went into psychology. She's uh, she's hoping uh, she's the new doctor and she's hoping everyone has lowered expectations and and Pete didn't want her around because she was all, she was a mess she was too goofy, but uh, but yeah she kind of only wants to kind of throw up now not completely throw up but she kind of wants to throw up and she goes well I'm the doctor so why do you guys want aspirin and Tara is her first patient Tara feels like she was gonna pass out or something and she goes okay uh, you got a your light yeah, head and I'm pretty sure aspirin is like contraindicatory indicated for uh dizziness like I think the last thing you really would want to be doing is thinning your blood more to make you possibly more dizzy or <laughs> if you do have like Eugene said some sort of subdural or a hematoma in your brain or a concussion still or if you're bleeding internally that's making you dizzy aspirin is not going to help aspirin no. is going to make things direly worse that so being said that this woman is there and as a psychiatrist she absolutely has medical training she has straight, background in a lot of stuff straight up everything she said i understand what she said but she ever nothing she did tonight made me think she was she was inept she she put she pulled her way tonight the like only big, thing the only thing I, I was upset that no one actually really said was, listen, lady, she's dying. Do what you can. If she dies, it ain't your fault. She's going to die anyway. So do something. Don't just sit there. That's that's irrelevant. Hey, stab her in the head now if you're saying that she's just going to die. But don't stand there and go, oh. <laughs> uh, Corey, 
Corey says, I seriously think with the bow staff, katana, and the death of the turtle that the Walking Dead guys have a serious fetish for <laughs> Ninja Turtles. And Lola asks, what's the shit buddy thing? We were just saying in the zombie apocalypse, you never want to get killed when you're taking a shit, so you always have to get a shit buddy. So when the like watcher, never, my, my, point, my point was, you never go anywhere alone. And like, there's certain people who, like, that I care about that if I don't, if I want to make sure they don't die, going off to do any kind of a run alone is, or like to even take a shit is not done. I'm sorry. There's no wait here and I'll be back in a second. It's we're stay together. If I'm going somewhere or you're going somewhere, we're going together. Period. Yeah. There's no like, we'll be back in a little bit. Hold up here. We're going to go make a run. Even if your fucking leg is broken, we're either all staying or we're all going. <laughs> Bill, Al Red Sox would say, no, Morgan and Carol are definitely not shit buddies. <laughs> they will be. Eventually. They will be. Anna Banana, our good friend Anna says, how cool would it be if Enid Fall the Wolves came back, told Rick's groups, and we have Revenga, Revenge. Great show, guys. Thank you, as always, Anna Banana. And we got our friend, our buddy, Big Fucking Kev. How's it going, Big Kev? Big Kev says, hey, guys, great episode. Carol is a straight badass. The episode showed me how good this show can fucking be. I can't wait till next episode. Motherfucking dick out. Yeah, and I agree. That's what we were saying at the beginning. This episode really did remind me, like, I just really enjoyed the fuck out of it. Not like I needed to be completely reminded, but it's that this was the episode that finally washed all that other stank of that other show off of me. And I'm like, okay, this is what I love about The Walking Dead. Awesome individual performances. <laughs> Arrow being a fucking complete Rambo commando psycho fuck and calculating an evil dressed like a ninja. Just ridiculous, amazing situations happening. Like yep. the, the the hordes of uh, of the the wolves that looked like uh, the enemies in the Lord of the Rings coming at you know coming at the coming at them just getting hacked away it was just fun stuff. I was a little shocked that uh, part of the wolves' plan was one person in the truck crashes the gate. Yeah, maybe it was just to be a distraction. Then uh, this is just me because I and I don't want to get it too into what do I know or what I don't know from reading wikis about the comics or reading parts of the comics. This about is just an introduction. The saviors. No, I just just what I'm saying is these guys don't seem too smart. No, they're these guys seem like they're yeah, and they're really hungry. They're really ragged. They don't have a lot. That they don't even have guns. They're just coming in there like hacking, blah, 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 going crazy. Crazy animals on people, yep. ripping them shreds. They, these people don't seem as it, not even close to as calculating as some of the other groups that we faced before. They're more just animals. I absolutely agree with that assessment of these people. Absolutely, and I mean, even you can say what you want. Oh, oh, the termites ate people. They were at least somewhat organized, and they oh, had they were extremely organized. Again, we had the A imagery, which we've yeah, we had. Yep. So, like that immediately made me think of the of the termites in the container that they were held in. Oh, what the? So that was okay. The girl Holly that died was she the girl that we met last week? Because Johnny Rico says, "What the fuck? They just kill Holly without even bothering introducing her character, like in the comics." Instead, we get Enid as a useless turtle-eating girl. <laughs> Holly, the one that got back with the other with the group. Yeah, Holly was the girl that died that uh, Denise tried to save. I don't think we ever actually met that her. Denise tried to save. Den the Denise is the, the doctor, the, the one in the end of the episode that ends up dying. Right. Okay. 
So, so okay, then we go off to Carl and Judith. Carl's uh, taking Judith, and Carl's looking really good. His, uh, his hair, he needs a haircut, too. He needs to go to Jesse for a haircut. But Carl's looking good. I'm, I'm missing Carl this season. Even in the little bit we got him, I'm like, I could – I could even use some more Carl and behind him comes father Gabriel. And he's like, I know you guys heard what, uh, which, when I told Deanna about your group, but it wasn't about me. I mean, it wasn't about you guys. It's totally about me. It's not you. It's me. And I'm really ready to learn now. Could you teach me? I'm ready to learn. I, and liked, I actually like that. This was like, the, this was the first scene. Do you believe him? I believe him. Because if we remember from, I think it was last season, the final episode, he wanders out of town and he's all, I'm finally ready, I'm ready. And he stumbles out onto the road when he's saying this and he sees a walker eating a fresh kill and it comes at him and he ends up using a noose to, or the noose that was around the walker's neck, he like pulls the thing's head off, then he gets down and he stabs it in the head. Then he goes over and he kills the other one that it was eating. So this was something he wasn't willing to do. When we met him, he was on a rock, unwilling to fight for himself, you know, stranded, so to speak. Zombies unable to, like, get him four feet in the air, you know? <laughs> and he, he's been hiding from them. He hasn't fought any zombies. He hasn't killed any of them. He never did it. So... <laughs> He's now ready. He had that transformation when he came back and he left the gate open, you know, so I think he is ready. I do believe him. And then he even had that that episode in the church where he tried to goad um, Sasha into into killing him. And Maggie helped him understand that he just needs to do as Carol said and get the fuck over it, <laughs> you know. And then even I think the mayor's son came to him and was like, I need to talk. So that kind of like got him back. I think he's ready to I think he is ready. I think he's ready to try to be a priest again and to fight for this community. But <laughs> I'm not sure. It was definitely the first scene that I appreciated him in. So Yeah. I hear you. And uh jump in the chat for a second. Carmine says it's been six years. Carl still looks like he's ten. Does anyone else notice this? He doesn't oh, have an awful Bieber quaff thing going on. <laughs> oh my gosh. And Bill says, Yes, Carmine, Judith is still like a tiny baby. Those crimes kids grow really slow. <laughs> I they had someone on the uh, I think it was Talking Dead last week when someone mentioned how long a time period it's been and it's the writer that long. The right, but no, the writers got we are very vague on time. <laughs> Which just means like we don't care about things like that. We're not well, trying to if if you kind of watch it and you watched it all at once, this at one point they're like six months later, it's no longer winter, but and like it it's and we don't know how long they were walking for until they you know found this place or Aaron found them, but they were out of food, they were starving and all this shit that the, it not, hasn't necessarily been that long since they left the, the prison. Tara Chan says, legit, I wish they'd kill someone because we all know it's coming. It's just a matter of when it's putting me on edge. Can we have, Scout says, can we have old Maggie back? I miss her. I really miss her too. She, even though Maggie was looking, I said it earlier, was looking she was very. Almost there. She was almost back fully yeah. tonight for us. Still, babies grow really fast. Even a few months would be a big difference, says Bill with Judith. Yeah, Judith is definitely not looking that you know looking uh looking looking very still very tiny so so anyways we're off to carl and Judith. he's looking cool we uh we get carl and gabriel begging to be helped and uh joe already talked about this we get come around come by around three and we're gonna start with machete training 
and uh, Carl spots Ron, Ron and you in uh, Enid getting uh, pretty cozy. Getting Leonard kind of spotted him and then decided he wasn't going to say anything. He was just going to keep walking because his tension. That's when he was interrupted by, and he turns around and says, what? To Father Gabriel. What do you, you want? Know? But and then he's, he's not going to say anything again. He sees them hugging, but he's going to like just keep quiet and keep walking. He doesn't want to get involved in it. And I, I think he's he shows a level of maturity there, unlike Ron, who sees Enid behind him and is all like, Well, you killed my daddy and stole my girl. And saved my life. What an And saved my life. Right. You know, so. So, yeah. So, Carl spots Ron and Enid doing some pretty hot and heavy hugging, <laughs> touching each other in all the right places. As we go into Carol and she's making her magic in the kitchen. Oh, Carol, she's she's so dandy. It's like a it's like a cooking show with Carol, and she's sitting setting her timer. And okay, this starts the point I love so much. We haven't mentioned this yet because it happens towards the end of the episode. I love how they did this tonight, where they have speaking of time, excuse me, how they have uh, Carol set her cooking timer. When she puts her casserole oh, in the oven. Fantastic. And then at the end, it dings and ca- and Carl takes it out of the oven. It was just the, it, just to show you how quickly that all happened. That was so fucking beautifully done, dude. Yes. It was so awesome. I, I really like that too. And like you don't you don't even it was so subtle until you heard it ding again. Like you almost like until you, I thought that was great. I was like, oh Carol was Carol was baking. Yeah, it's yeah. done. Yeah, I almost forgot about it. And you're like, what the fuck is you doing with this scene with Carl at the end? You're like, what's he doing? What's he? Oh, my God. Yes. Carl, stay here and protect the baby and my lasagna. My lasagna, yes. (laughs) That's what Stephanie was like. Oh, my God, the lasagna. And I I'm like, holy shit. Fucking casserole Carol. Yes. Casserole Carol. (laughs) I just I love that. I just love that whole uh, connection in the episode. It's done really well. So we get Carol making her magic in the kitchen, and we talked about this before. She looks out the window to spot the woman smoking a cigarette and being like, ha, ha, ha. See, I pressured her into having smoking outside, so I'm just going to have to teach her how to cook Oh, pasta. that was sweet. That was sweet. And then we get the machete running up. Out and nowhere. Like, yep. were you just – look, me and Katie were like – I was – what? What? Bam. Yeah, and then just <laughs> – What the fuck of- was that? Did she actually see that? Was that like – was she did she uh, was that like was that like her thinking about her husband doing that or something what was and then like she just runs out of the that was awesome awesome done and i loved how we had just had that reference from carl we'll start with the machete and the chaos starts with the machete i, I really like that they could have started it anyway they could have started it with the truck rolling down the street they could have started it with you know somebody getting shot or hit with a bat or or you know, stabbed with a, a regular knife, but no, they started it with this guy. He ran out of nowhere and he cut her arm off and and slashed her in that across the chest or head and shit. Like it was, I thought it was great, and I my jaw was just what what <laughs> what. And Carol's just like, what the fuck? And you just hear a little music shift and goes, and then just like everything just kind of shifts in the she, act. I love it. She turned like. Yeah, like I looked at Kate, I was like, yeah, it comes Ninja Carol. And then like, boom, like two minutes later, there's actually Ninja Carol. <laughs> Literally Ninja Carol, yeah. I wanted to way to stab the dude, save, uh, save what's his name. Oh, it was great. I so 
love it. We go to commercial break and we cut back in and, and Maggie and Deanna are hearing the screams. We cut to like someone fire blazing the wall and uh, and everything's burning as uh, as Maggie. Oh, what's his name? Gets hit with the with speaking of the fire blazing. It's one hits the side of the wall. Maggie's like, "Who's up there? Or who's over there?" And the builder guy, I think it was the builder guy, gets hit with another Molotov. Boom! And just catches on fire and. Was that Tobin? Was it Tobin? I the thought guy? it. I thought that's who it was. I could be wrong, but I thought it was the builder guy, Tobin, which would be Tobin. And uh, and then so then Maggie and Deanna hear the screams, and we see the fire blaze, and, and uh, someone scurrying back over the wall at that point, or over the wall to inside. Exactly. And Maggie goes into action and kind of runs off, and Deanna reluctantly follows her. So we go off to Carol and which, Carol. Oh, can, can I say, which is why you don't put the support beams on the outside of the fucking wall? You say you're an architect, but you're like, oh, no, no, we just will protect us from all sorts, you know, uh, as long as they can't, it can't climb. Like, come on. Like, that, uh, to put the support, <laughs> really, to save a few extra feet? Like, what? Reg. Reg, Joe is very disappointed in you, Reg. I'm extremely disappointed. And not a single person was like, Reg, why are we putting the supports on the outside? That's why sycophants are bad. <laughs> because, because people are just like, Reg, you're a genius. You built a wall, Reg. You're amazing. Wow, <laughs> right? such a genius, Reg. And then one guy in the back, where's Ethan Embry, who's like a contrarian to everything Rick says? Where was Ethan Embry to go, Reg, don't you think we should put the beans in Right, there? right. No, but he learned. Reg taught me how to do things. Yeah, okay. I the wall because Reg helped me. You know, he was the and, first Noah. And that's why you're dead. You yeah. know, come on, dude. Everything Reg touches dies. Um, Tim asked, "Are we done with Cookie Bitch?" I think. I think. I don't think Cookie Bitch comes. No, Cookie Bitch does come back later. We uh, we're about to get the cookie bitch again, actually. So we go off to Carol, and Carol takes charge. Tells Carl to stay, uh, stay here, and keep Judith safe, and keep my casserole safe. So we go off to Sam and, uh, excuse me, Cookie Bitch and Jesse. Jesse's gonna go out and find Ron, but Cookie Bitch is like, no, 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 don't go, mommy, don't go. So they end up hearing someone down in the uh, house breaking in, and they both hide in a little alcove like closet area up in the upper part of the house. So as we cut to the town, town folks are dying left and right as the wolves are attacking. Wolves are here, are here, and we go over to Carl, who's about to shoot Enid as she's getting into the house, and she shows up and she's like, "I'm here to say goodbye, and I'm not staying here." Carl's like, "You're not leaving. You're not going anywhere." And uh, they're not getting in. I'm not letting them get in. I'm going to protect you. I'm going to shoot you, and then you're going to let me have my first time going to second base. It's happening, Enid. We're going to second second base, motherfucker. And Enid says, uh, this place is just, maybe this place, excuse me, is just too big to protect. Too many blind spots. Carl gets very serious here and he's like, all these people are going to motherfucking die. Don't tell me goodbye. I don't go goodbyes. And we get a very good visual, a very good visual shot of the two of them sitting back to back. I really like this visual. And it, you would think that some of this Carl and Enid stuff might take you out of the action a little bit, but I really think the two of them have good chemistry. I like Carl better with her than I've liked in other things because she sort of has him wrapped around her finger a little bit, and I kind of like it. Let's jump in the chat a little bit. Is it me or did they sh switch the baby Judith, says uh, a Stacey, uh, Acia. No, they probably switched the baby Judith. Oh, they definitely. 
They've definitely, they've definitely done they've it. Probably gone through like three. <laughs> they probably had three to begin with. Oh my gosh, the baby like in real life since baby. What was that season two? It was born. Yeah, and anyone's wondering who Cookie Bitch is? That's Sam, Jesse's other kid, is who I'm talking about. It's Cookie yeah. Bitch. So like Carl, the, younger, the younger of Jesse's boys. So we cut in after that, and Carl says no goodbyes, and she gives him a look like, okay, fine, I won't say goodbye. And she specifically almost says that. She's like, fine, I won't say goodbye, is ultimately what she says. And I really do hope Carl gets some with Enid. She's very nice. <laughs> so, no, I'm kidding. So we cut to wolves killing everybody, stabbing. I, I just, I can relate to being a young man at that age, and you're in the zombie apocalypse. Carl needs some, Carl needs some experience. That's all I'm saying. Carl yeah. need Carl needs to meet a young lady. Don't we all? <laughs> it's true, Joe. We all, <laughs> we, all, we all do. So we go to the wolves. <laughs> uh, Joe without a crow tonight. So without his spirit animal. So wolves killing everybody, stabbing a guy in the house. But wait, Carol, do you really think I would wouldn't have said that without her with her sitting here? No, I honestly, I absolutely think you would have said that with her hair. I don't think I don't think that has any any bearing on it. I think I could I think I could call her over here now and tell her what exactly what you just said, and she'd be like, "Yeah, mm-hmm, okay, that's Joe." <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys in the chat again. I say it a lot, but you guys in the chat are really kicking so much ass tonight, and I can't thank you guys all enough for joining us live every week. You guys are cracking me up. I'm like, if you see my face like this, this is me staring at the chat, and I'm like, I don't know what to say because I just want to stare at what you guys are fucking saying as as the buzz starts to slightly hit me. So the wolves are killing everybody, stabbing the guys in the house, but Carol is sneaking around watching and waiting. These guys, and we get the notice right away that these guys are pretty sick. They're stabbing away, like they're drowning themselves in blood. They're just jumping on people like crazed monkeys and just like stabbing people in the in the uh, side of the throats, like doing everything but biting them and like yep. and eating these people. Pretty much, almost everything. Uh, Bill says Enid is leaving because she's a loner and a survivor. She told Carl, "This place is too big to defend. She knows when to cut bait and run." Apps. I mean, I kind of agree that just survive somehow, as Corey. Yeah, writes. but what, why is she so calm? Why does she know that that's the time to leave? Why does she know what's happening? Like, there's too many questions, and she actually starts to say something about it about the blind spots and the defense of it being too. Yeah, hard. you mentioned that absolutely, and, and says, you know, um, that's why we. And Carl just interrupts her immediately because I think he kind of thinks she might be a part of it. I don't know. It was strange. It was definitely a strange... Uh... Johnny Rico says, she said that's why we then stopped talking, who is the fucking we? Yeah, and that's what Joe keeps asking too. Who is the we that she was about to talk about? Was she talked? I mean, it could be something as simple as she was talking about her and Carl. Uh, that's why we could sneak out easily without people noticing us sneaking outside. That's why we could do this. That's I mean, it could be, it could be numerous things or it could be that she felt bad for a second because she feels a connection to Carl and she's a part of whatever group. I mean, the only thing I can think about her with the wolves and stuff, she does seem a little clean for the wolves and she seems a little sane. If she's the wolf, she's the leader because she's like the smartest one. Yeah, yeah. But she could be part of another group. I mean, just because she's not a wolf doesn't mean she's not some spy for some other group because I doubt the wolves are the only people out there. Oh, of course the wolves aren't the only people out there. There was also, like we saw the uh, termites and the governor. 
Like, we haven't come... This is the only good group of people we've come across is in this town so far. It's kind of strange, <laughs> actually. I love I love the budding ro relationship and, and the future podcast of the, the Lola Tim podcast, which will come someday. You guys cracking me up. The Shit Buddy podcast? The Shit Buddy podcast. That's the name. We got a name, the Shit Buddy podcast. Oh, gosh, I love it. Uh, Critch says, I think Enid knows knows of the wolves, so she uh, so she's trying to get the fuck out of there. Absolutely. Uh, I think on The Talking Dead, Gypsy says, on The Talking Dead, the actress that plays Enid says that she might be back and that everyone will be happy to see her. Interesting. Interesting. Thank you for that information because I don't get to watch The Talking Dead right afterwards. So, uh, so any information from that is good. Even though I don't believe every piece of information that comes from that show, it's... Uh, it is very uh, misinformation. It's like a it's a platform for misinformation to kind of send you off. So so it is good. And I do know just from my brief experience and getting to have talked to her for a few minutes, she recorded an album and she's gonna go on tour for it. So so she's probably off the show for a little while anyways. So well, she's got she I mean, even if she does do a tour, they they might like plan for a summer break so she can film or a fall break or something like that. <laughs> If she's back. No, very true. And oh, by the way, I know this is, I don't want to talk too much about this, but I just found out, I this is worth mentioning because, uh, or I, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait because we're going to get to talking about the Fear the Walking Dead uh, airplane thing that happened during one of the commercial breaks. I actually took notes for that. So we'll wait to get there. So we get to wolves killing everybody, stabbing a guy in the house, but Carol's sneaking around and watching and waiting. These folks are sick, stabbing, uh, writing them themselves with blood. So Carol's running around watching, and it's just too much for her alone. But she hears someone begging, and Carol heads into action, kills a guy no problem, then covers the neighbors, uh, and then realizes that the neighbor is dead or that got stabbed by this person and kind of hugs them and then gives them a very lovingly stab to the back of the head while, she, that, while she's gripping them. Yeah. And, but Carol is pissed now. She suddenly She's becoming pissed. Oh, so that, no, that, that was what, that, that was it. I think she was pissed right when she saw the machete. Are you kidding me? Yeah. yeah. And it, but it was like Carol, like, like, uh, she turned the hat around, you know, like, uh, like an over the top. She yep. turned the hat. She, yeah, no, like, you saw her, you saw her, she tied the bandana. Yeah, she tied the bandana. She's like, okay, enough of this shit. The red <laughs> bandana, the Rambo bandana went on. No, you guys need to get some profile pictures because it's like confusing to see the blue face. Oh, I should talk to all the people in the chat. <laughs> That's confusing to see all your blue faces. Come on, guys. Oh, we've got thank you so much to our friends on Twitter that have been sharing the video right now. Thank you guys. And I'll say I have, I say it a lot and I like to pause every once in a while to say thank you to you guys for all the sharing and the commenting and all the spreading the word of the show that you guys have been doing. Thank you guys enough. Can't say enough for all the support you guys give. And that's the yeah, only way we're going to growing and getting our chat room bigger and bigger. Thank you guys never so much. Thought in a million years, we would have had one viewer, never mind yeah. many that yeah. we have and the support that you guys give us. It's unbelievable. So thank you. I mean, again, Joe and I would, would be talking on the phone right now if we weren't doing a podcast about this episode yeah. till three in the morning. Yeah. Actually, we, we, have a, we have another hour podcast that happens after the show is over. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's pretty much true. So, okay. So uh, less fear, less about fear the Walking Dead and more fear the Mother Dick. 
you guys need are anyways uh no 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 fear the walking shit please not i'm sorry lola i don't want to give lola post-traumatic stress disorder from uh talking about that so okay so we go off to the uh to um deanna's other son the one that's still alive i believe his name is spencer and he's in the tower and he's shooting but he's missing a bit but he eventually spots a Mack truck coming down the road, and it hits the wall to break down the wall, and that is our horn from last week. Excuse me. And I thought two things that they did in this episode. One was the the beep for the flat line, and then the horn, excuse me, was very effective yes. from a sound standpoint. Agreed. So, the so only we thing I had wished is dude had climbed back up the tower after Morgan... Uh came out of and stopped that horn absolutely no a true jss janky sweaty scrotums <laughs> that's funny <laughs> sorry everybody as i take the sip of my uh my uh, game of thrones beverage so uh so we hear the horn and then we see people running away with mayhem and the uh the wolf spencer's spencer ends up stuck inside with a gun so we go off to the hospital and denise is faced with her re first real test uh she's trying to get her bearings of the situation and we're trying to figure out what to do we get our brain trust that's left in alexandria trying to figure out a plan aaron immediately steps up and aaron says i'm gonna go out there and handle the business and so does tara tara's like i'll handle the business too and then we get our Eugene hilarity of the evening more where he's like, he says in a mumble, I believe I'm served better. So staying here right now, right now, but that's better. And there, and I love Aaron's reaction to it. Cause Aaron goes, what? Like he just couldn't understand the mumble. He's like, what did you say? And then Eugene says it again. I believe I'm in a better service. Just stand staying here. <laughs> and Tara's like, oh, shit, dude, don't yeah, even Tara, say anything. Yeah. Of course you're staying here. I'm surprised you're not already under a bed upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, it was really awesome, uh, and I would totally be on team shit from Aaron. Aaron's awesome. I love I love Aaron. So uh, we we cut over to a visual of blood dripping down the stairs, and that damn horn won't stop. As we see a guy try to kill a walker at the truck, but or someone climbing in the truck, but Morgan shows up. And he gets there right in help as we see Spencer get into the truck and try to uh, no, try he's, to. He's he's not even like he's. Spencer uh, dead. Uh, the one that's like leaning in the truck. He's like, it, it it can't even come at you. It can't even come at you. Why are you on watch holding a gun if this is how you react to this shit? Like it can't even come on you. It can't even come on you. Right. I'm sorry. So yeah, so and I and I do want to mention again that visual of blood dripping down the stairs was very good. And Morgan shows up at the right There's moment. There's a lot of good blood visuals here today. Really good blood visuals. And and I can't say enough all the background visuals of the wolves throughout this episode of, of just they interchange scene the scene of just wolves killing tons of red shirts. Killing yeah. tons of like random people here and there just attack attack attack. I uh action like once the action started it it was fantastic it really was it really was so we so then morgan comes into the truck and saves uh saves spencer with the bow staff and uh we end up getting a leads up to this face off with morgan and the bow staff facing off a wolf that has like an axe that says these random things like i'm slow you're fast I'm slow. You're fast. 
as uh, Morgan says, please stop. He's like, please, just go away. Yeah, no, not I'm slow, you're fast. He says, slow or fast? Like, you want me to kill you slow? Or do you want me to kill you? Do you want to die slow or do you want to die quick? And Steve Morgan doesn't, he says, just just leave, please. And he goes, okay, slow. See, I'm Joe, kill you slow. This is why I love, like, not, you know, more than anything, you're, you know, you're my best friend and I love you anyways. But, but this is why I love you because how I took that scene was like that he was talking about the weapons. Like that he was like, I have a slow weapon. You have a fast weapon. No, no, no. He was saying, do you want to die slow or die quick? Let me know because I'm going to kill you. So, so Morgan's, uh, Morgan's like, get the hell out of here. And they get, they get ready to set to face off with like a Peter Petrelli versus Skyler type fight where they're both going to go at each other. And Carol just shows up and Ninja slits his neck, just like interjects herself and goes, excuse me. And that's number what? Two for her? Number two. Someone said in the chat earlier, I think Carol is, is oh, no, uh, that's number three. Cause she was already in the, uh, she already went to the armory. And she killed the one that chased her in the armory. She killed one out, two outside the armory. So that's four. I think she had, like, at this point, that's, like, number five or something. For Someone her. in the chat earlier speculated that she had about ten tonight. At Carol, least, like, yeah, she was, she was, go, Carol. Corey Mitchell asks in the chat, anyone think we could get an origin of Morgan? I, I mean, or probably we're kind of have our, our – have, but he keeps mentioning that she's maker. That I, just I, a guy who was a cheesemaker. Like, I think he's he's making it out to be more than it is. You know, some people are cheesemaker. Like, my uncle was, a, was an EMT and a fireman, but he's also a fucking ninja, for Christ's sake. Like, uh, like I, been, people do shit. They aren't just ninjas. <laughs> you know, like, ninja doesn't pay too well. No, it doesn't. You got to make the bill somehow. So this guy, it's not like he was, like, the zen cheesemaker, probably. He fucking worked in Wisconsin. He made cheese or some shit, like... Vermont, he worked at, you know, the Treader Barrel or something, making cheese. Uh, Carl asks, what was Carol's body count for the episode? Someone said earlier in the chat, Terror might have said it earlier. I want to say it was about 10 or something like that. It was, it was roughly around that. And uh, and uh, Tim is about to start watching the episode now, so he'll be coming in and out for us. And again, everyone, thank you so much for the shares and likes. If you haven't already and you're enjoying this, hit the like button, hit the share button, do whatever. Fucking spread spread us like a fucking virus across the, across the world. Okay. So anyways, as our virus thing continues, Morgan is like, listen, you're I sick. Can, you got the virus. I could have seen always sunny. Sorry. He's like, he's like, I could have handled this. I could have done it myself. Oh, didn't have to, we didn't have to kill him. No, Jack. you do have to kill them, Morgan. We have to kill every single one of them because if we don't kill them now, they will come back and try to kill us again. If you have the drop, drop him. Kill, kill him. him. Yeah, kill the Jem'Hadar soldiers right here because they're coming in and they're causing all sorts of problems. This is that first wave that they're sending in the tester defenses. And, just uh, yeah, that, and that's all I could have like think like as soon as as soon as it's quiet, like you got to start start preparing for them to come back. Pass out guns, everybody. We're down to these two houses. Not even these two houses. We're moving. Like if the church had already been walled up, we're all moving to the church. The church. That it's not a, it shouldn't be a church. It should be a fortress that everybody can crowd in and fire their guns from. And hopefully they don't get burned out of it. But like, still, like this, uh, they need more time to prepare. <laughs> they didn't so, have enough time. Rick hasn't had enough time to prepare them yet. He's like Batman with that shit. So Carol's like, these dudes don't have guns. Let's get to the armory and I'll kill them all. <laughs> you know, yeah, she, she, absolutely. Like, she knows. 
she notices these things right away. She not only notices that, she notices that they're the wolves. She knows to put the W on her forehead. She knows that if we don't get to the armory, defend the armory, get guns out of the armory, they will get there. And if they get there, they will use them against us. Like, she's, ah, oh, she's brilliant. Like, she has, she figured this shit out. She's, <laughs> she's been waiting to storm the armory since they got there, since she found out there was a fucking armory, for Christ's sake. You know, like, that's the first thing on her mind is get to the armory, get weapons. They should already have them. Didn't Rick say, number one, everybody carries a weapon? They should have all walked over to the armory at that moment and passed out fucking weapons. Get thee to the nunnery. Perry Love says, the pasta maker didn't teach us shit. Cheesemaker one, pasta maker zero. Yeah. Red Sox fan says, uh, those who fight and run live to fight and kill another day. Absolutely. Exactly. So don't let them run. If they start running, shoot them in the fucking back. They have violated you to no return. Like, there is no, like, okay, now this person is fleeing. This is the apocalypse. If they came at you once, they will regroup, regather, re and, and strengthen themselves and come back for you again. That you have what they want. You have power. You have food. You have weapons. You have shelter. You have a wall. There are things that they want, and they're going to come and get them no matter what. It's ridiculous to think you can let them go, and they're not going to come back. This is what Carl learned when we first got to the, was it the farm? The farm. He let that walker live, and Dale died from it. It's the same thing with people at this point. If they egregiously come at you and don't just offer a, a friendly hand off the bat, you need to you need to take the ultimate action and end them because they will come back and end you. So we get back in and Maggie and Spencer and Deanna are all outside. Deanna's like, the best thing's for me to stay out here. I'm useless. If I go inside, I'm just somebody that's helpless and it's just going to be someone that could get killed and I'm going to stay out here and that's the smartest bet for me. Which I, I will do best if, I, if I'm alive in the, in the aftermath for these people. Good point. Like I, 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 I give her, I can't give her shit for that at all. Smart uh, idea. Absolutely, I'll, I'll give her shit for that because no, not only does she need to stay alive, but she needs to not only pick up the fucking hoe and show these people that she's still there. She needs to fight for these people. There is no luxury of, I will best serve us by not doing anything. Because all that does is get your friends killed. And if they die, you then die too. It, it's the same principle as the doctor with that patient on her table. If you don't perform surgery on this woman and fix her artery, she's going to die. If you do do it and you fuck up or you don't know what you're doing, guess what? She's already a dead woman. So either do it or fucking stick a knife in her head. But do something because it's going to be more wounded. That being said, it's the same exact thing. You either kill them or they kill you. So we go back to, and let's jump in the chat. No positive maker for they you. Either, they, well, yeah, they either kill you because you did nothing and sat there in a fucking truck and let them come for you, or you die killing them. At least you're helping to protect your friends and family. Like, do something, but don't do nothing. Ren like, Renner says, the wolf said they have no right to live there. Absolutely, yes. That's what the, the wolf said. The, uh, she, I think he was talking about, the wolf was talking about everybody on a whole. The earth isn't yours anymore. You don't belong here or out there or anywhere. It, this is not a place for humans anymore. You're either a, a wolf or wolf bait. Like, because we are giving the planet to them. 
We're helping them get it, essentially, is what you kind of, kind of, you know, humans are the scourge. God wanted the humans gone. That's why this has happened, and we're going to help perpetuate that. So, so we get back to after that scene with Spencer, and Spencer ends up guarding Deanna in the truck, and uh, and. Okay, I get Deanna staying outside, but Spencer stays outside too, and he's got. Spencer the big was already staying outside. Morgan was, told him to hide. He was more scared than Deanna was. He was instead of instead of hiding, he should have gone back right into the tower upstairs and started trying to pick people off that came into his sight again. He didn't seem to have a problem with that. He <laughs> shot the guy in the truck when the truck was barreling down the road. He tried to shoot one or two other guys, but didn't get the shot off in time. Like, come on. Do something. Don't just go hide. Get back up in your tower and shoot people. Johnny Rico says, Carol seems to fit perfectly with the wolves, killing with no remorse. If she becomes the world leader of the wolves, she could take over She's the not, world. She wasn't killing with no remorse. She obviously, There's no time to remorse while you're fucking fighting for your life. When it was over, when it was done, she shed tears, not just for those who died, but for what she had to do to live and to save the others. I really honestly believe when Morgan said, you don't like it. No, she doesn't like it, but she's doing what she has to do. And there was remorse. And there's no time to be, you know, remorseful when you're being attacked. Like, I'm sorry. I'm not going to feel bad about punching this guy in the face who's trying to kill me. Maybe I will afterwards that I, I, I not only punched him in the face, but I stabbed him in the back of the head. You know, but certainly not while while we're in the thick of it. There's no time for that shit. That's no not without remorse. And, and she's not killing. Her. She's not murdering without remorse. She's protecting herself and others from people who would take her life and her 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 possessions from them. There's a difference. That's not killing with no. That's surviving with no remorse. And she shouldn't have remorse for surviving. To answer your question, Johnny Rico, uh, Spencer did not kill anybody as a sniper. He bungled every shot he tried to he, take. He did, but at least he was trying. And that's the thing. When he went, and even when he went down to Good go kill the walker, he kind of tried. He kind of went in, and he was he was hesitant. But we didn't get to see if he would actually have done it. And uh, but he did at least pull the trigger, even though they were bungled. So, and he don't. But he didn't bungle every shot. He still killed the truck driver. No, he did. He, or he at least shot him anyways. He had to unload a whole clip to do it, but he did it. <laughs> Excuse me. Have a good night, Al, Red Sox fan. Mm. Right. And thank you so much for your support. Yes, it really means yes, tons, tons to us, Al. Thank you so much. I did, re I did receive your letter, and thank you so, so much. Anyway, so we go <laughs> Excuse me. back to the hospital, and uh, Denise kind of knows her shit. She says... The arteries fucked. I'm not a surgeon. I'm scared. It, this was, if anything, was a little foregone conclusion. You knew she was going to operate on this person eventually. <laughs> it was a little bit like, I can't do it. Tara's like, I don't care if you're afraid. You're afraid. I'm afraid too. Just and do it. I, I, I kind of had at least a, a maybe a little bit of a problem. That's not the time for surgery. Like, do your best to stop her from dying then. But there should be more, either more people coming in wounded any minute and if you're tied up like opening up this lady's leg other people might die too um at least stabilize her but i'm not sure you should be starting surgery then and if you're that nervous about it all <laughs> then do what needs to be done and end it i guess <laughs> and and to answer maybe, your question 
D Watts. I do. I, I only have like two of them left. I actually got the, it was the only time in my life I ever got the sets of these things. I'm I'm trying to remember where I got them from. Was it like Stop and Shop or some shit? Or like I forget where I got these, but yeah, I did. I got the set of these. It's the only time I ever did that. Mm. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Good, good eyes. I'm glad you noticed that. That's funny. So, okay. So anyways, so Eugene says, you don't want to be a coward. Trust me. And she steps up and she does, and she goes and tries to save the woman. And, uh, and so we go off to people running away from the, the, the wolves and someone shoots the guy running after one of the, one of the people and it's Carl and the wolf begs Carl not to shoot him. And I'm really surprised Carl fell for this even for a second, but, uh, he freaks out and struggles a bit, but Carl's able to, or excuse me. It's, uh, it's, it's Ron running. I said, it's off yes. to Ron running away from a wolf and Carl shoots his ass eventually and saves Ron. And, uh, he says, Ron, come inside. I can keep you safe. And Ron's like, fuck no. And he runs off like a little bitch. I mean, like, come on, Ron, just go inside. Let uh, Carl save you. Like you're, you're hating he on first Carl. before he runs off. He, and he says, no, but he also sees Enid standing on the porch. Right. And do I you think, think that's, that's why he didn't come in? Because do you it has to do with that and with the, these people and Rick and this is Rick's son are dangerous. And look, he just killed a man who was trying to kill me, but still he just killed a man. He's dangerous too. <laughs> look at me with his gun. My mom said no, or my mom was in the no gun crowd before. Now she is. Now she's trying to train. Yeah. Uh, I mean, okay. So, so we go back over to Jesse and Jesse and uh, <laughs> and Cookie Bitch, and they're still hiding in the house. Jesse goes out when she thinks it's clear, and she yells up to to Cookie Bitch to stay in the house. And uh, and she's looking. She's thinking it's Ron maybe coming in as some crazy woman comes and runs up and starts to rough her up and beats the shit out of her a little bit. Or it seems, but Jesse was playing a little bit of a possum game, and she ends up when the other woman walks away, thinking that Jesse's down for the count. Yeah, J Jesse's girl over there. It's you know, Jesse's girl. Sorry, and uh, and she goes back and she chases after and she stabs her in the heart like several times. It this almost gets calm. Oh, no, no, yeah, she was. Uh, she goes nuts over and, and over. Yeah, over, over and over. And, over again. and then she does it. And then she stops. And Ron comes in and sees her do it. And then she does it one more time as it as it cuts away into her head, into the head. She goes for the head the last time. Exactly, and it's it's sort of funny. It's almost a comical moment. I almost, I like I said before, I almost wish that she had like turned around and been like, "Now, next time I tell you, get in that chair." <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly. Uh, now, sit down for your haircut. Yeah, I've gotten that look from my mom. <laughs> so we get to our commercial break, and in the commercial break, we got our flight of four sixty two, Fear the Walking Dead thing, with the plane taking off. Still, the focus on the kid texting to the mom, uh, the guy's not putting his phone away in the airplane, not putting it in airplane mode. What a little shit! And we get eye contact. Nothing really happens. But what I do want to mention right now, why we have the time talking about Fear the Walking Dead, is guess when Fear the Walking Dead is going to air its second season? It's going to start at the same time that Game of Thrones is starting. It's going to be on in the it's spring. It's going to get crushed. It's going to go right up against the walk the uh, Game of Thrones. So I, I don't want to talk too much about that. We'll do a separate podcast all on that or a video on. There's if plenty that of time in the year to do, do it in between. Like, is it do it? 
before The Walking Dead and then when The Walking Dead's on its mid-season break. Come on. <laughs> no, they're doing it up against Game of Thrones. Okay, oh. so let's continue. So we go back and... That's a mistake. Well, they know it's going to... Maybe that gives it the excuse. Have a good night, Tara. Have a, have a good night, Tara Chan. Thank you so much, guys. Guys, thank you so much, Tara Chan. Have a good night. I'm glad we... Uh, now that it's all over, I'm glad we didn't have problems like we had last week. You, you want to... You want to kill a show, you put it on what? Friday or Saturday night or against Game of Thrones? Yeah, I mean, come on. Are you going to put it on Sunday? I haven't heard if there's going to be Sundays. But if you're putting it on Sundays right up against Game go, I mean, big are mistake. you just, Maybe big, be Tuesday night drama. No, it's not good. It's not, not good. Not good. Okay. So anyways, I just wanted to get that over with. So uh, so I wanted to mention that. Yeah, what? Apulia is like, what? Yeah, come on. What the? They all okay. I don't know exactly. They've just said that the season is going to premiere in the spring of 2016. And if I remember, and I Game assume, of Thrones starts in April usually. Yeah, spring of 2016. So I assume I'm sort of I'm suppositioning a little bit. So I mean, don't quote me on this exactly, but they've said that Fear is starting in the spring, Walking Dead's in the spring. I mean, uh, Game of Thrones is in the spring. What are you doing? Are you just stupid? Like, like, what are you? What are you doing? Are you dumb? They're trying to kill it. No bueno, says Bill. No bueno. Okay, so yeah, they must be trying to kill it at this point. They must be like, okay, we got a dead duck, so let's just shoot it and put it out, out of its misery. Especially this coming season, the Game of Thrones, when you have all these hung. Like, it's just whatever. Okay, so as we get our ninja walking down the street of Carol and Morgan, uh, Morgan goes. Mor uh, Carol's pretending to be one. <laughs> of the wolves and she's dressed like them and people are kind of talking to her and she's pretending to have morgan as a prisoner but morgan sees father gabriel in the distance being in trouble with one of the uh one of the wolves kind of attacking him and he's like i have to help him and she's like okay go and then this other woman's like what are you doing and carol kills like five people in a matter of two seconds so we cut over to father gabriel about to be dead and kind of accepting his demise and <laughs> <laughs> they're giving it the old yellow treatment. <laughs> I love people in the chat are, are reacting now. They're like, what is going on with this stupid fear of the walking dead? Uh, so anyway, so Gabriel's about to die. And at the last minute, uh, he he's saved by Morgan, who knocks the dude out and starts to kind of tie him up. And uh, we hear a woman's alive. And then we see Carol killing some more people. And... And uh, she's sneaking into the armory, and she's got the guns, kills a bunch of other people, and she opens the door, and it's the food la lady, Olivia, who, as Joe mentioned earlier, didn't actually see her doing anything, was kind of like hiding in the closet at the time, and just saw her, excuse me, like aim a gun at her. So Carol's, excuse me, secret is still safe. And she can't even keep track of the fucking candy bars. <laughs> <laughs> Ren Renman says the Talking Dead was. I love when Kevin Smith is on the Talking Dead. The uh, I think Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith's one of my favorite guests that they have on that show. I enjoy the episodes that he has. I think I like the comic book men too. I like his movies. No, I, I mean I'm actually a bit, I'm a pretty Minus big Kevin Smith fan. Uh, yeah, and Jersey Girl. Even I've warmed up to a little bit since uh, George Carlin's passing, just because I like George Carlin in it. Uh, but but I but I, I actually like most of I'd say I like ninety percent of Kevin Smith's movies. Yeah, I don't like Cop Out. I thought that was pretty shitty, and <laughs> with Pim and Bruce Willis. Anyways, uh, 
<laughs> you guys, anyway, uh, she should have said no haircut like Silent Bob did on uh, Dogma. No ticket line after throwing half like to Matt Damon off the train. Absolutely, Michael. Good, good point. Good, good one. Uh, so, anyway, so uh, we see uh, Gabriel's about to be dead. Morgan comes and saves him. Uh, I thought this was interesting when Carol ends up stabbing someone. She like lingers in the wound a little bit. She like stabs one of the wolves and then she doesn't pull the knife out right away. She's like, and then she pulls the knife out. It's pretty, pretty fucking intense. Yeah. I, well, I liked how Carol was real quick about it when uh, she killed the one that was, that stabbed the lady out the porch there. And uh, she got him in the back and pulled it out and then put it right in his ear. I feel yeah. like it was great. It was uh like I, I like she stabbed him and there was like a half a second pause and I was like, oh, now this is gonna be a struggle. But nope, she got the knife out and just ended him. Like it wasn't this. It was like death blow. As soon as she could, she did it. It was perfect. My I really liked it. Michael says Carol was rocking, racking up quite the body count. Uh, Jet Li, Dolph Lundgren, Expendables, Gimli, Expendables, like, yep. on the Lord of the Rings type night. Tim She'll says, be in Expendables four, no doubt now. Tim says, Phil is correct. Kevin Smith is great. I love his like one man, one axe when it's just Kevin Smith talking. He's just, he's one of my favorite creators out there. I just enjoy his podcasts. I, I just can't say enough yeah. cool things about Kevin Smith. I like him. Special guest is where Katie is unfortunately sick this evening. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, She's and, uh, to inform that she will not be here. Yes, Katie. Katie. Katie, Katie reflects to inform you all that she will not be here this evening. Uh, in her place, all desperately wishes she could have been. In her place is Donatello. Hi, everybody! I'm Donatello. I'm Donna Delicious. <laughs> no team shit tonight for Katie. Yeah. <laughs> Pantry lady was braver than Eugene. She had a gun and she wasn't afraid of it. Says Ren. Uh, so okay, so we go off to Gabe, Gabriel, and uh, Father Gabriel and Morgan, yes, and they're tying up the guy. And uh, this is a good scene with Gabriel and Morgan, two great actors working together. And uh, Gabriel is like, how'd you learn to fight? And he goes, I learned to fight from a cheesemaker. I love I love how Morgan's still a little crazy. Like, you haven't lost all the crazy out of Morgan. And and uh, we're freaking. You're trapped. The prison says uh, blah, 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 blah. So, so anyways, they come over and, and the guy's kind of talking to him, saying, you guys don't belong here. The, the wolf is talking to them. You don't belong here. You know, you shouldn't be here. No one belongs here. And then Carol just comes. This is my one of my favorite parts of the entire episode. Carol just comes by and shoots the tied up guy in the head. Doesn't yep. ask any questions. Walks right up and boom. No, boom. I said kill them, Morgan. Here's a gun. and Start killing. Yeah. You too, Gabriel. Just hilarious. I like, it. I like that Gabriel was fighting. He was actually fighting. And he didn't say, no, I don't want the gun or no, I can't kill. He says, I'm not very good with it. Well, you know, more, you know, Gabriel, you're not very good with your hands either, but. You're, you're at least you're trying. So now you and, get two guns, double the killing. And we get team like we get Maggie and Carol together. And I wish we saw two more of the two of them kicking ass again. I wish I saw more of Maggie kicking ass because I just want to like I love again. I mentioned this a lot. I love Maggie's character so much that I don't want to see them kill Maggie. And I don't mean kill as in kill her. Just kill what I love about Maggie. And it's that she's as bad of a she's as almost as formidable as Carol is when it really comes down to it. Maggie is a strong, except she has a little bit more of a, I'm not going to say a conscience, but a little bit more heart than Carol, where Carol is very calculating. Uh, Maggie has a little bit more warmth to her maybe, but they're both like as capable as each other is. Anyone in that Rick's prime strike force team is, is able to do these things. 
And and I just feel like we miss a little bit of that with Maggie now. But whatever, that's just me. And uh, and I mean, we get to see. I wish I got to see more of Maggie too. Giggity. Maggie was. And again, I'll say this is the last time I'll say it tonight because I'm starting to sound like uh, Creeper Creeperson on this. But Maggie was just looking really good in that shirt tonight. It was very flattering to Maggie's body in the way that everything was popping here and popping there. I was uh, I was having no problem with the way Maggie was looking. Carol said, fuck your ideals. Here's your guns, says special guest online. He once says, wait, are we going to talk about the pastor of the wolf calling himself dad? And Gabriel said, and uh, Carl says, Gabriel shouldn't have taken a gun because the wolves would have stolen that gun from Gabriel and used it against the Alexandrians. Absolutely. Gabriel is useless. And him having a gun is just asking for it to be taken away. I, I could not agree with that more, Carl. <clears throat> so, uh, so then we cut over to Rosita and Aaron shooting up, killing some wolves in a storm. Carol's killing more. We flash back over to Carol killing more. Morgan's being pissed that Carol's killing people. And he spots one of the guys from last season. And he gets surrounded by a bunch of other wolves. And they're all sort of like, you should have killed us last season, blah, blah, blah. And he gets laughed at. And he's like, listen, my people have guns. Yours don't. Leave now. They're already looking at you through sniper rifles. If you guys don't get out of here now, boom, you're dead. Get out of here. Any second. Any second, you're dead. Second. And they kind of listen to him. And one of them says, uh, we do not choose. And he clicked his mouth like, it does one of those things. Yeah, you can choose to leave. No, we didn't choose this. And Stamperbia Pictures, Lawlessness, my buddy, one of our first listeners here, uh, says Maggie's always looking good. Great, 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 great point there. Lola, have a good night. Thank you so much for checking in with us tonight. Love you, Lola. Have a good evening, my friend. And uh, Gabriel sh and Stamperbia Pictures, I always love seeing you, buddy. You know, you're you, honestly, you've been, been, been with me longer than anybody, buddy. Love you. And wish you all the luck in the world. Can't wait to see your movies, motherfucker. Talking about your shit on here. Anyway, so so he takes a gun and Morgan chases. The, uh, so he says, and, he clicks, and Morgan kind of chases him out, but one of the wolves grabs a gun, and which that's not going to come back and haunt anyone later on. Okay, so back in, Carol's looking down on some of her dead friends, the woman with the cigarettes, and she sees the pack of butts. And I wrote Marlboro Menthols, ooh, but Joe mentioned they weren't Marlboro Menthols. They're some other kind of cigarettes. Morley's. Morley's. Bill says they should have had Gabriel recite Acts chapter 20, verse 20, uh, verse 29. I know that after my departure, savage wolves will come amongst you, not sparring the flock at some point in the episode that would have been interesting and it would have been uh like if they had cut to scenes of watching the wolves kill random people and having gabriel just kind of sitting in a corner reading that passage that could have been pretty intense lots of kisses to lola have uh hope work isn't too uh, something horrible i'm glad there's no scripture reading so <laughs> johnny rico says morgan was fending off five guys it was awesome i love donatella style totally and or maybe Gabriel's reading in that previous episode as Rick's group is leaving. Yeah, totally. That's what absolutely. So and then he sits there and uh, Carol's got the W on her head and she tries to wipe that shit off and she sees the A written on the porch and she starts to cry a little yeah. bit because as Joe was mentioning earlier, um, sh this is all in her. It is. She is remorseful. remorseful. Yeah. 
she's good at what she does, but she's also very remorseful for the action she needs to take uh, in what this world has made her. But I think she's also kind of thankful for what this world's made her because she if was it wasn't able to do what she did because of it. Right. And if it wasn't for this world, she'd be in an abusive relationship with Ed still. You know, it's uh, uh, Morgan was all like, yeah, I'm pretty good with the bow staff, says Michael. Yeah, absolutely. He was he was totally like, yeah, you know, I'm pretty like uh, Garth in uh, Wayne's World when Garth plays the drum solo. He's like, I like to play. I like to beat the shit out of people with my bow staff. Uh, and then after the Carol moment. Uh, we get Aaron coming up, and we talked about this earlier, stabbing one of the wolves in the head and freaking out as he notices a bag and he opens the bag and he sees the pictures that he had of Alexandria that he was using earlier that we saw last season that he left in that car, and he's really upset because he feels responsible for this. Mm -hmm. So we go to Denise trying to save Holly, and she can't do it. She's really upset. She's trying, but we get the flat line, and it beeps and it beeps. And I thought what was really funny in this scene is so many times when you're watching uh, Flatline beep on television, you're like, will that beep just fucking stop? And I love how uh, I love how she, yeah, I love how she reacted. She's like, just fucking, she's just like, oh, fucking stop that thing. It would have been just as easy to press the button, stop, <laughs> you know, bell button on the, on the front of the machine, but that's all right. Rip the cord out the back. That works too. And Tara and Eugene are basically like, you tried your best. You know, you really tried. We, you oh, know, shut we, up and get out. Get, uh, get, get out. out. Get the fuck over it. She was a dead woman anyway. You did everything you could. Now put a fucking knife in her brain and get ready for the next one. <laughs> As we go off to Maggie and Spencer and Deanna and Rosita, Spencer is like, dudes, is this how you fucking live? Is this really the world we live in? And Rosita's like, yep, this is, is the world we live in. Just make sure, looking around, implying that Alexandria is one of these places, make sure you have a place that's worth dying for. A people and a place that's, yeah. This and is it's what true. makes it worth it. Yep. As we look short, I look at the gate and Maggie makes sure she like kills a walker. We get Maggie getting a kill. She says uh, to Deanna, we're still here. And, uh, and this is where I wrote, Maggie, you're a very pretty girl. <laughs> and I underline that. So we go off to Carol who calls, who, uh, calls for Enid and she, or not Carol, Carl, who calls for Enid and she's gone. Uh, she didn't say goodbye. She was honest to that. She he said he doesn't like goodbye, so she didn't say it. But there is a note and it says, just survive somehow. As uh JSS. as JSS as the uh the egg timer goes off ding 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 and Ka carl goes over and we complete our whole full circle here as carl takes carol's ca casserole well that's a tongue twister carl takes carol's casserole casserole out of the oven out of the convection oven convection oven and all, and all of this convection. happened in the time that the casserole was cooking off to morgan who Kills a walker with a lot of hate, and he starts to head out the house. Scouts in, he's creeping in, and a wolf jumps him, and they get into a big fight. And he basically, the wolf calls him on it, kind of Joker Batmans him, and goes, listen, you, you won't can't do it. can't kill me. And Morgan eventually says, I'm sorry, and this is a question I have for you. Does Morgan kill him there? I'm thinking that's why, that's what, I mean, what, we see him walking away with a bag in his hand afterwards. What's in the bag? The guy's balls? Did he cut his balls off? 
What? Yeah, what's in the bag, dude? Wow. Ah, what's in the bag? Oh, what's in the bag, dude? What's in the fucking bag, bag, man? What's in the bag? Ah. What's in the bag? Uh, d- Ren says, did you say where see where Eric was giving blood to Holly? It was going straight in the bag. Interesting. Uh, Bill says, pacifism doesn't work in the real world. Not two years. It doesn't work in the real world. Fuck a two-year post-apocalyptic world. Why does Morgan think it would work in this world? Right. Like, it's seriously. I know you're attacking us for no reason, cutting um, off my friend's arms, but could you please leave and not ever come back? <laughs> so, uh, so Morgan says he's sorry and he kills him. And let's cut. Let's finish the episode on off as we get an amazing visual of Carol and Morgan walking past each other. It was almost like an old west moment where we're like, da na na, with the two guns. Expected them to say something, but when they didn't, and they just kept walking. It was yeah. There's not. What are you gonna say? What is there to say at that point? It was just a really intense moment. And again, I, f- I got a very Western feel at that moment. Like, where was, yeah. where was Morgan going with that bag? What was he doing? Was he leaving? Like, I, this place made him have to kill, so I'm leaving? It seemed like that, but I seriously doubt, considering everything he's been through with Rick and his him and Rick's conversations in the episode before, I seriously doubt he's actually leaving. I think he was just going to a secluded area to comprehend everything that's happened. Right, okay. So, and that's the end of our episode. Let's get our preview. Uh, I so next. did not want this fucking episode to end. I really, really did not. Me neither. And next week we see uh, scenes of next week with Rick's groups heading back, basically, is just everything we see in uh, next week's episode. Yeah, and me too, Joe. I, this episode was so good. This was one of my favorite episodes of The Walking Dead to date. Yes. So let's jump in the chat. Actually, oh. actually yeah, no. I, I'm going to go go ahead and say mine too. I really like how it's almost up until the horn gets shut off. It's uh, it's a time period running at the same time period as last episode. Mm-hmm. No, I really, totally. I, I really like I that how it's not I like it's a flashback almost, but it's like this is what was happening while our other group was doing this. It's like that episode of uh, the Jubilee, naked, two naked guys in the hot tub episodes of south park when like there's something going on at the same time that's going on while everyone's at the jubilee we have uh kyle and the stan's dad naked in the hot tub and together. rather than cutting back and forth between the two episodes they made it like too intense it's yeah. like books books four and, and and five a game of thrones they happen concurrent until a certain point and then it continues and that's what happened with this episode so let's jump in the chat a little bit before we call it a night michael says so far we're two for two on knives to the back of the skull this season neither have been walkers it's true we've had two actual knives to the back of the head in two episodes going on yep. uh sam Berbia pictures i feel so bad for aaron finding the photographs of alexandria he's going to hate himself for breaking ties with daryl when it comes to searching for people outside the wall uh critch says I don't 100- think that's gonna make him break ties and i think daryl's gonna un- i think that's gonna be what makes daryl understand this is what i mean this is this is why you don't bring people back because you don't know who you're bringing back and if you run into this group what's going to happen to you they're going to kill you take your photographs take your map and go find this town Gypsy says, I think it was the same wolf character that he let live the other time. I agree. I think it was too with Morgan fighting him. Uh, Tim says, oh, the Tim's talking to Lola. Car- uh, Carl says, Carol and Morgan should have a high-fived. And someone yeah, said, <laughs> that would have been awesome. 
the silence said enough. Someone said that. I think it was Bill said the silence said that said yeah, enough. The silence ended up saying enough. And 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 there was a lot spoken as they passed each other. She said, "I told you so." He said, "You were right." <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> oh, Anna Banana. Let's get Anna Banana in before we before we go. Uh, Morgan for president, Carol for vice president. Great show, guys. You guys rock The Walking Dead in a great way. Thank you, Anna Banana. Huge motherfucking hug to you and that very beautiful puppy of yours. Uh, lots of love to you and uh, and your in your yummy yummy food, yummy tasty food. Anyways, so a it, it, couple more comments before we t call it a night. I don't want this episode to be over with Joe. I don't want I don't it. Either, Phil. I don't want it. Ren, Ren, would Daryl uh, could meet Enid out there? Yeah, I'm interesting. And someone said in the comments too, asked a question. I forget who it was. I'd have to scroll up a little bit. But uh, someone said, uh, how are Rick and his group going to make it back with that horde of zombies? Oh, That's yeah. a and if Enid's walking out of there right now, if Enid really just left, I hope she doesn't go that way. Yeah, I know. I hope she's smart enough to go in the other direction. Go against the other. Critch says, uh, the one runs 99 times the survivors and the survivors of the 99. So who has the remade the community? And that's, oh, okay, but the 100 people. She's saying that there's 100 people. There's like lots of pacifists in this community. We have like so many 100 people in the community, 99 pacifists, and one not who runs things. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. JSS, just some sperm, says Johnny Rico. <laughs> Bill Sotheby says Carol is vice president. Now all I can think about is Carol is crazy ass Dick Cheney. And uh, Ritter, that was the same wolf Morgan left in the car. Absolutely. I think it was. Perry Love says, again, with the time theme, Dale watches Herschel's pockets, watch the watch, give the Carol. What does the time thing mean? Does it have something to do with casseroles? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. It has to do with the stuffed shells. It yeah. has to. It has to do with leave the gun, take the cannolis. It's all fucking connected. It's all about the Godfather, people. Good show tonight, says Critch, and that is our cue. Everybody, thank that you so much. Great show, thank you. This week, thank you guys. You guys in the chat again make this show what it is. Thank you guys. We would talk by ourselves, but. We appreciate so much getting to be friends with so many awesome people from around the country and around the world. So everybody, thank you so much. If you want to reach me, you can always email me at igetissuesman at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter at igetissuesman. Follow Joe at Dirty Locks. Follow Katie on Google Plus at Cat Who. Follow Big Daddy Matt at Big Daddy Matt. <laughs> and you can uh, also subscribe to our gaming channel, Dirty Issues Gaming. Come back next week. We're going to talk more Walking Dead. You can call leave voice messages at 781-990-8509. And as always, if you haven't already and you like this video, enjoyed our bullshit, please hit that like button. Please hit that subscribe button. Share us with a friend. Do all those fun things that really make us tingle in other weird parts of our body that we don't want to tell you about. Absolutely, please. Thank you. Peace out, everyone. Yes, everybody. Have a good night. We will talk to you next week. I'm not to shank anyone in the back of the head. Not, not yet. Love you all. Take care, says Ren. Everyone says good night. We have all of our friends. Perry, Apulia, Michael, Bill, Bianca. Good night, Bianca. Good night to all of our ninjas in the background, to our, to our 50 or so people that are all been here. Anna, Banana, Big Kev, Gypsy, thank you for the subscription. 
love you if you haven't already please do it we love all you guys all you guys are so much of our friend thank you all of our people watching this during the weeks thank you to carmine from red team reviews if you guys want to hear me bitch about fear of the walking dead check out uh red team reviews channel i'm on one of his uh videos talking about fear of the walking dead so check that out awesome we'll be back very very soon to talk about some more television have a good night joe you too phil <laughs> have a good night everybody oh my gosh we don't want to go yet it's hard it is hard it's hard it's hard to go it's hard it's so hard it's hard to say goodbye to that's our what is that boys to men song <laughs> Yeah, that was our voice. Or are they, they still perform? They're like middle-aged men to, to geriatrics now in Vegas. <laughs> men to Jerry's. It's like new kids on the block, old, old, <laughs> men, old men on the street now. Yeah. Men outside the school. Oh, and and turtle love. <laughs> Hashtag shit team and turtle love. <laughs> shit buddies. <laughs> shit buddies. Yeah, shit buddies. Sorry. <laughs> oh, gosh. Have a good night, everybody. Talk to you soon.